An analytical audio adventure dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge, specifically knowledge about beloved American icon Ernest P. Worrell, as portrayed by the late great gentleman and scholar Jim Varney. This is episode 11, Ernest Goes to School. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is my lovely co-host, David. How's it going? It's time for school. And joining us for Ernest Goes to School is our special guest, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Hi. How's it going? Well, before we get into uh, the... (laughs) The amount of things that happen in this movie, the sheer amount of craziness. The volume. Lauren, let's go over what your exposure to Ernest was. Ever? Ever. Your your history with Ernest P. Worrell. We, we like to get a sense of like what people's like relationship. Oh, we like prior to get to some this. backstory yeah. specifically yeah. about Ernest. Well, uh, I believe this was my first Ernest experience in about ten or fifteen years when I worked at a video store. That was one of our fallbacks. Was Ernest movies? Oh, sweet. Nice. That's that's one of my dream jobs. Yep. Worked at a video store for a while, and we would put that on in the background. Although a couple really frightened the children. <laughs> um, but it's been it's been a long time since. I remember, obviously, all the Ernest from my childhood, but it, it's been a while. So it was a sincere sensation <laughs> to uh, rewatch it and also may have caused some flashbacks to darker days. But yeah, <laughs> overall, that was it. Yeah, I fi- I'm sure you found it. Very nostalgic. Yes. That he calls- takes you back. Yeah, it calls back like a very specific time period in both like life and movies. Yeah. Well, I felt this, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree. Even more so than Scared Stupid, this feels like a 1990s movie. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. it, it oh, feels like football. Yep. Every single, school, like, I was like, like, what is it? Am I watching Buffy? Is Buffy yeah. going to show up like now? I got like Shades of Little Giants later. Yes. Yeah. It's the second time I've referenced Little Giants. But not the last. We just, I just referenced it in the last episode, Ernest Rides Again. And it's because this is just a very 1990s mid-90s movie. Oh, yeah. This is 1994. Correct. Mm-hmm. This was actually the only movie directed by Coke Sams instead yes. of John Cherry. Very interesting. That's very interesting. And it does feel different. It, this movie is so colorful, especially compared to Ernest Rides Again. Visually, it's mm. bright. There are bright colors everywhere. Saturated, I think. And music is like a key point of this movie. It's prominent. It never stops. You yeah. no, you'd never not notice the music in Correct. this movie. And once again, we have music by Bruce Arntzen and Kirby Shellstad. Yes. Over the last two. But this one, this this is like their movie. Like the music in this movie is another character. Yeah, that's, I'll say. I, that's like, a valid statement. Oh, yeah. My first note on this movie is Hail to the Muskrats. Yeah. Hail to the Muskrats. Yeah, that muskrat song is an earworm. As muskrat songs often are. Okay, so the premise of Ernest Goes to School. Ernest is a janitor, get an occupation. Yep, a maintenance worker. He's yeah. Kind of, yeah. He's kind of like the... Groundskeeper. Well, I actually Ernie. wrote down that this felt like a return to form for me. Yes. Because it felt very like camp, where Ernest is this janitor handyman mm-hmm. at a place where kids are kind of growing up and feeling mm-hmm. their way through adolescence. Helping mold young minds with uh, his janitorial he, he services. Even, he even gets stepped on by a bunch of kids in, in the <laughs> beginning yeah we'll get into that but as it turns out in order to keep this job Ernest needs to get his high school diploma because of course he doesn't have his high school diploma I believe that for reasons I will explain later oh I believe absolutely (laughs) yeah that doesn't mean he's dumb correct I agree (laughs) with that for reasons I will explain later and part of the way that he gets his diploma is with the aid of a machine that they call a subatomic brain accelerator sure (laughs) because this because of course this is Looney Tunes land 
Yeah, but that's why it felt like a return to form to me. It's like vibrantly colorful and there are young people around. And Ernest is just sort of like that and weird, that weird, guy, weird guy that works there. Oh, yeah. But what's, I don't know what his deal is. His yeah. best. Yeah. So the opening of this movie, we don't get like an opening titles thing. That's where it's a little bit different. We don't. We get a title card. We actually get like a really nice opening montage. Yeah. yeah. Ernest is immediately leaving a trail of chaos in his wake. It's like the muskrat uh, overture. Yes, there you go. It's the overture. It definitely establishes the tone immediately. Absolutely. And I think it um, it establishes the school as sort of a character in the movie itself, yeah. you oh, know, because yeah. he loves it. He loves that school. And it's very clear from like the first shot that this guy dedicated is invested in the school mm-hmm. and the school is the school means something. And I think that that's shown in that opening montage. Absolutely. The Chickasaw Falls High School, we yeah. should Chickasaw say. Chickasaw Falls. Home of the muskrats. <laughs> the mascot is a muskrat and we get this hail to the muskrat <laughs> say that five song. Times the mascot is a muskrat. <laughs> Well, I love the opening because it introduces everything. It introduces the marching band, which comes into play heavily. Yes. It introduces Ernest's job. Mm-hmm. It introduces the football team, also plays heavily into this movie. It introduces the football team's relationship to the marching band because you see the football team like run over all the kids that are in the marching band practicing. And it also establishes how bad the marching band is. <laughs> And like so a, a conductor like snaps his wand That's in like frustration. Like, did we just see the teacher quit? Yes, we did. <laughs> yep. We should also say the relationship between the football team and Ernest immediately. Is, is immediately set. As is Ernest's relationship with, let's say, physics. physics? <laughs> oh, yeah. Be- because he. <laughs> there isn't one, really. Oh, just right out of the gate. We're going to get right into this. complicated relationship. He becomes a literal flattened cartoon when, when we say flattened, we mean it in the most literal sense yeah. possible. Wiley like, Coyote levels, a flattness pancaked. The football team yeah. runs over Ernest. Yes. We pan down and Ernest is flat and he's got footprints all over him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what struck me was that going back to the ad Ernest thing. It's one take. Yes, it is. Actually, gets, there's gets, a lot of long shots in this movie. He gets stepped on and then you sort of pan down mm-hmm. and, and it's Jim Varney's face in this like <laughs> It's sticking out of absurd, a hole of a yeah. flat cardboard mm-hmm. it's, it's really well done. I was impressed. It yeah, was immediately always like, refreshing. I know what this is. Yeah. yeah. Got it. This is going to be fun. So but then once Ernest recovers from being uh, a flat pancake cartoon man, mm-hmm. uh, we see him sort of like wandering through the locker room giving unsolicited advice to the mm-hmm. football players. They kind of feel like Verne's again where it's but like- friendly. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, but he has that vibe of like, hey, listen to your old buddy Ernest. Yeah. Take my years of experience. Well, he keeps talking about his old football days yes. in this movie. He keeps Crazy saying that he Worrell. was called Crazy yeah. Legs Worrell by his coach, which is, that's kind of new. Crazy. <laughs> crazy Legs Worrell. Yep. My teacher always called me crazy. Uh, We get, we meet these two bullies. We meet the coach who constantly calls his team ladies, which I found offensive. I did also, yeah. Like, excuse me, I'm that's sorry. Some, that's some that nice a- uh, mid-90s misogyny for you. But they do play off that at the end. They do, yes. Ah. Which I really appreciate. I also did. So we meet the coach and then these two bullies. Yeah, the two main jocks. Like, yeah, yeah, it's Will Sasso and like poor man's Kyle McLachlan or whatever his name is. Like, <laughs> McLachlan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. By poor man's, I'm not talking about the actor's ability. He's great. So Will Sasso is Russell. I'm not even sure he has one line of intelligible dialogue in this movie. This is his first He's film role. He's usually going... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. I like Will Sasso a lot. This is not a great showcase for his talents. I'm not sure what he's doing. 
But but <laughs> you often say that about people in these films. Well, Are they okay. It's it's completely fair. Well, so the other bully is Spinks, Brad Spinks. Yeah. And uh, immediately I was like, "Do you have a relative who's like in the police force in Orlando, yeah. Florida?" Chief Spinks from yeah, Ernest, or Spinks, whatever it is. Chief Spinks from Ernest Saves Christmas. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like his grandfather or something, or they're related." Yeah. So Ernest is like giving them like the, the benefit, advice. the benefit of his uh, knowledge, Years of experience. Yeah. He's really friendly. And they're they're basically having none of it. They laugh at him, which makes me mad. They call him Tomato Head, which yeah. is like I don't know what that means. I, yeah, you're not seeing your secondary receivers. <laughs> <laughs> that must be doing something right, Tomato Head. But I feel like these are actually realistic characters. Yeah. As much as anything is, they're in bullies. These they're jerks, films. but they're jocks. They do some things to him later, which I'm like, why are these children not being arrested right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like literally this is bordering on criminal behavior. Pre-me- premeditated homicide is about to yeah. occur. I'm actually surprised that this is the first time we're seeing people like abuse Ernest in this way because you would think somebody would immediately see how indestructible he was and go, oh, I can have fun with this. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. So this is like the that's first true. time somebody takes full advantage of it yeah they do whatever they do everything to him i do like that they're bullies in a very sort of realistic manner they're not they are. evil masterminds they're not there's nothing really premeditated even their plans are sort of hey this would be really funny they do it because it's funny yeah. to them they don't have these great machinations or plans they're just sort right. of like you know what this guy's we don't like him we're gonna make fun of him we're gonna torture him it's that's it it's sort of very real high school he's a weird guy like yeah. i could see these guys picking on the weird janitor absolutely sure. and that's sort of uh real my note on the plumbing scene is the plumbing scene oh lord well, so that really Ernest, stressed me out. I want you to know. I was the, like, I am not the prepared. Plumbing scene. So oh, Ernest God. walks away from giving them unsolicited advice and continues his monologue into like That's right. the bathroom. He's doing a monologue about how he was a football hero, Correct. and then it just cuts. He walks into the bathroom and he's still talking. Yeah, remember that cold, rainy night when Coach Braswell walked up to the bench I was warming and says, "Crazy legs. What we need is a mirror." Yeah. It's kind of the saddest thing ever. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, he's talking about how he was crazy legs Warrell and then like And he's so he's fixing a leak and he's using he's oh, using yeah. the faucet repair as like a visual analogy for his football advice somehow and like you had to like put a cork in their defense or something like that yeah, yeah he's making did... football analogies as he fixes we're quote saying, unquote fixes I would say we're, we're saying fixes the faucet he's so the faucet is leaking he's putting a cork inside and then wrapping Taping. it up with yeah. electrical yeah. tape yeah that's not how it works no. right? nor is what happens next this scene kind of makes no sense there's some like odd screen direction I think yeah. Coke Sam's actually does some creative directing in this mm-hmm. and I appreciated like the effort he went to be creative and make this feel like a really big movie like he made it feel really cinematic which is kind of a feeling that gets lost a little later on I think I agree with that there's just some odd screen direction in this where like the faucet keeps like he's pushing it into the wall and then it comes out and it pushes the toilets on the other side of the, on the room uh, on the other side of the room but you like yeah. you don't really know understand where they are in relation to the there's faucet there's some weird yeah. 180 degree rule stuff That's happening the thing. It's like, yeah. but yeah he keeps like pushing the faucet in it pushes the toilets away from the wall I thought the, the gags were pretty like satisfyingly executed yeah well yeah the pipe bursts in a cartoon way as in like there's a rubber pipe there's a bubble yeah. in it that gets bigger and bigger and then it explodes and shoots water at Ernest as in gushing yeah. like a giant fire hose. Tiles are coming off the walls That's, yeah. Yeah. Be- I mean, because it's, plumbing. It's pretty sad. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lot of damage scene. to that bathroom. He's yeah. walking against the water struggling. You can't see it at home but uh, Aaron is like marching in that very <laughs> and like And he's soaking Jar-Jar wet Ernest and he's wearing yeah. long sleeves. 
Yeah. I thought that the whole movie because of you, by the way. <laughs> the whole movie, every scene. I was like, Erin is yelling somewhere right now. She often is. <sighs> it's Vancouver. It's still Vancouver, we should say. I know, yeah. I understand that it's cold, but I just felt like I missed out. But he gets pushed by the water into like one of the bathroom stalls. Yeah, the toilet the explodes. toilet explodes with water and just like- His hat floats. It's like a geyser and his yeah. hat is floating on top of it. You know, it's cute. Ernest. It's- Everyday yeah. Ernest. Yep. It's just just day in the life kind yeah. of stuff for Ernest. And like the rest of the movie is not day in the life. The That's rest true. of the movie is insane. Yeah. Insane. This part- Enjoy this moment of normality for yeah. Ernest. <laughs> yeah. Because Cling it gets to this. crazy after this. Yeah. After that, we meet like the principal and the bad guy, right? So yes. Principal so- Proctor? Yep. <laughs> The names the in the names? Ernest universe. It literally, his name might as well be Principal Principal. Yes. Principal Proctor. And the bad guy's name is Axwell. Like he gives he people, the, give people the, axe the axe really well. <laughs> I thought he was yep. Biff from Back to the Future for about 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> really? And it kept throwing me off. And I was like, no, Biff, don't. But Biff would. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> yeah. This guy, Axwell, is telling Principal Proctor that they have to consolidate schools, and so they got to close one. He's like, and your school's like pathetic, and I, I answer to the taxpayers. I like, guess he's, he's, from the, a- he's from the school board, I guess, like the Board of Education. Yeah, he thing. says he's from the- I'm pretty sure that's not how schools work. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that someone with the name Axwell doesn't just show up and shut down your school. I think there has to be like a referendum, he, something. He, he, I guess he says he's from the school board, or like the school district board. Something like that. He yeah. says yeah. like they have a four-week probation period to prove that they don't have to be shut down that they're worth saving. This poor principal is like, we're going to graduate every student. Like, that's never been which is, done. Which that's really impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, well Perfect. done, sir. And the guy's just like, I answer to the taxpayers. We'll see. He's essentially Walter Peck. He's a bigger jerk than Walter Peck because Walter Peck cared about the environment. That's and true. this guy That's true. is just this a guy jerk seems like a like a power mad bureaucrat her, who's like like who high can I on play his power. today? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get what he gets out of it though. I never he's being easy. evil is its own reward. Exactly, Lauren. but the principal just seems so sad. The principal seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, like yeah. he really he's wants the kids principal. to graduate. And there's definitely scenes later where like he feels sort of like the sheriff in in Scared Stupid, where it's like he's caught in between like these two forces, where like one is like he really wants to be sympathetic to people, especially Ernest, but then on the other hand, there's like Pressure. politics and yeah, yeah. um bureaucracy that he has to deal with also he has to spend the whole yeah. movie hanging out with this creep and the, yes. and, the, and the whole all our conversations are the same which is basically like well maybe you won't shut down the school because look at this and he's like but i will shut down your school he's like yeah. maybe you won't but i will like could you not yeah. could you not be such an axwell and also this guy axwell immediately has it in for Ernest. yeah, oh, yeah. for no reason like he yeah. Ernest walks in and he's like you are the one i'm targeting he saw he's, Ernest and he was like i immediately know everything about this person without having seen <laughs> I think him before he yeah. did at some point he saw Ernest and was like that guy's gonna get it yeah. I I like his face. It's too handsome. Yep. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> I might be. Look at. He uses the fact that they're going to graduate every student as a segue to just be like, oh, by the way, we changed yeah. the rules. All your employees have to be high school graduates. And the principal's like, well, that's fine. All our faculty, obviously, all our faculty are high school graduates. Highly yeah. accredited, too. He emphasized that. This sounds like a really good school. Yeah, it actually like, does. Like, like a great school. What's going on? I, I wish I had gone to this Maybe high this school. Maybe this guy hates muskrats. Des- I can destroy even the greatest schools. <laughs> yeah. I'm the god. Like, I want to see the other schools that were up against this one. I mean, what was happening that was so much better? Were they all the kids going to Harvard? Like every single child? Yeah. I mean, Your like, janitor is not accredited. Like, I, what the heck? Yeah. And he's going to be like, you immediately have to get rid of your janitor. He has to go. The rules are rules. And then he walks outside and Ernest is there dragging along his... Supremo back. Supremo back. Supremo back. And he's... Inventor Ernest. Again, he's playing it like he's so innocent. He's like a seven-year-old. He's just yeah. dutifully like setting up his little vacuum cleaner. And the guy just sees him as like, 
yes, like I'm gonna ruin this guy's life. I can't wait. Like And Ernest being Ernest is just like immediately nice to this guy yeah, and is of like course. Hey, you're just in time to see like the demonstration of my new invention. Well he targets he's like, Are you Ernest P. Worrell? That's true. He's like, Yeah. Are you here to give me some sort of recognition person <laughs> I've never met? You're just in time to witness like my demonstration of Supremo Vec and the guy's like no thanks. And he laughs evilly because well, so he's going to ruin the guy's life. Yeah. Axel actually says, jerk. like, maybe some other time. And then Ernest is like, your loss. I was <laughs> Which so I thought proud was of him. Yeah. I was like, good for you, Ernest. Yeah. It is his loss. Damn it. It is. <laughs> now, does this guy go around, like, learning the names of all the janitors he's going to fire? I just want to know. I just want to know. I want to understand. Maybe a janitor killed his family. Or a muskrat killed he's, his he's family. He's out to get he dreamed of being a janitor oh, until yeah. the muskrat destroyed his plans. That's true. Boom. He's such an Axwell. Yeah, he is. We're just going to start using that as <laughs> Yeah, a, we're just going to start saying it. that. He just really genuinely hates Ernest before he even meets him. Yeah. You know what else hates Ernest? Supremovac. Yeah. Supremovac does not get along with Ernest. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a one-sided relationship. If I And electricity also. They yeah. team up. Supremovac and electricity team up. Just to mess with Ernest. So he turns on this vac and it goes haywire. haywire. Mm. Like it it makes this insanely loud. Yeah, it's, it's like a grinding motor. It's loud. It's like school disturbing loud. And he can't turn it off. He can press the button that turns it off. It doesn't Repeatedly. turn it off. Since he can't turn it off, he starts trying to pull the power cord out of the wall, but it's stuck. And then he just tears it out away from like the outlet. Yeah. And it's still on. He starts like bashing it with like a mallet or an axe or something. He starts stepping on it. It's from the point of view of the Supremo Vac as Ernest yeah. is stomping on it. And also the, the music is very prominent. The, yeah, the Supremo Vac Themo Vac. This is like Ernest Wacky Happenings music, yeah. which I love. <laughs> he ends up like totally dismantling it. You get the sense that he knew exactly how he built it. He's yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to open up this and then pull this valve That's out. And then... Actually, you're right. And yeah. I, I thought he didn't build it because later he says it's under warranty. I was, I was, I not... wrote that down. I wrote, so I was like, so wait, <laughs> does so it, does Ernest sell his own products or? You know what? Maybe he does. That would explain a lot, it. actually. That would. Maybe he modified it. That's though. possible. Could, so he, he takes pulled it that apart. tab that says like pulling this tab will, will break yeah. your warranty. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't struggle with taking it apart. He immediately is like, I know, I don't know. Yeah. He just yeah. takes it apart and he takes out the whatever is. It's like a tiny motor. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. The way he stops, it's like. Putting it in his mouth because he's three years old. And this ex- this <laughs> that really explains <laughs> in previous episodes you've talked about. I don't want him like, to put things. Oh, in honey, his mouth. don't put that in yeah. your mouth. Yeah, and I was like, I never understood that's that why. until this day. Yeah, now that's a precedent that he yeah. might put things in his mouth, and yeah, I worry yeah. about him. And the earnest, sweetie, <laughs> don't put that in your mouth. I, I enjoy Jim Barney's like pained chewing faces, sure. which are great. And then he spits it out across the room, and he's just like, did did it? it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes into the principal's office, explains that he fixed the faucet in the locker room. Don't worry about it. Technically correct. Yeah. The principal's just like, hey, Ernest, I'm sorry, but we have to fire you. I'm pained about this. It's tearing me up. And the guy does look very sorry about he it. Does. He genuinely seems he's, unhappy he's, he has to do this. Because Ernest is so lovable. Yeah. And even if he's destroying the school, he does it with love. He's like, I'm sorry, Ernest. All our employees have to have their high school diploma. And Ernest says... Or what? Yeah. Yeah. Dawning horror. Oh, he's horrified. Yeah. This movie establishes something that I've always suspected, which is that Ernest, Ernest and school have a tempestuous relationship. Yeah. I was going to say that this establishes or confirms what we already thought of Ernest, which is that he is usually extremely dedicated to his occupations. This is my life. This is my career. This is my spiritual fulfillment. It's, it's my job. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This job is my life. Because that is the sense you get with Ernest. Oh, yeah. Usually. And you feel for him. The job is his life. And the guy's just like, well, it's either that or, or you have to go back to school. Which is much worse. Yeah. Lightning strikes. Yeah. I kept wondering why they didn't just see if he could get his GED. I thought about that too. Because I, it's a cartoon yeah, world. No, yeah. I was just wondering. When, I mean, they could have like one line, like, can I get my GED? No, it has to be a diploma. <laughs> of course he has to go to high school with teenagers. His classes were very strange, by the way. Can I just oh God. discuss? Well, yeah. So <laughs> okay. this whole movie felt like they looked at the episode of Hey Vern, it's Ernest, where Ernest is in a class. Yeah, and they were like, felt like that. feature length. We got we it. We do that for 90 minutes. It's, it's very bizarre. Are. But yeah, then we just cut to Ernest's first He's day of school. I mean, we get right into it. Yeah. yeah, in school immediately. He's welcomed by. We didn't talk about this one character. Oh yeah, his fr- Ernest has friends. Thank God. Sort of. No, he does. I think they like him. They're but friends. They also see him as sort of a tool. I was. They see him as them. the janitor, but they're friendly. There's a couple of kids in the school that are friends with the janitor. Correct. They like him. They root for him. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't mention Rodney, who we meet him when he's doing the school announcements. Correct. Right away. He's like goofy. I can see him. You can see him getting along with Ernest. He feels like baby Arnson a little bit. Yeah. He does like wacky school announcements where he he tries to be funny. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of Rodney, King of the Jungle. I immediately was like, how is this kid not beat up every day? That's true. Yeah. And then there's also Donald, this kid with red hair. Yes. He's also Ernest's friend, but he's a little more timid. Kind of wanted to beat him up a few times. (laughs) He has no confidence. Donald has like a a Jason Marsden kind of vibe to him. Rodney has confidence. Donald does not. Exactly. But Ernest is like welcomed on his first day of school. He comes in and- Rodney is like over the loudspeaker. Is like, like, welcome Welcome Ernest. Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says, a guy I like to call Ernest. Like, because that's his (laughs) name. (laughs) What else would you call him? And Ernest comes into school and he's, the thing is like, he's already like, all right, I'm going to do this. And he immediately walks in and says hi to these girls. Like, good morning, ladies. And they're just like, ew. Yeah. This movie has like some Billy Madison things happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has some uh, Strangers with Candy things happening. (laughs) Like, why is this 40-year-old man in school 45-ish at this point. Yeah. No, I understand. I just felt bad for Ernest. Well, it wasn't a really great did. way to start. Of course he did. No, but, but he, I don't think he really registered their reaction anyway. I don't, yeah, if, he was. If they knew Ernest the way we know Ernest, right, right. they would not have the same reaction. <laughs> High school is a tough place, yeah. man. And then he immediately meets up with Principal Proctor, who's just like, good luck on your first day. And Ernest says, You know what that famous Dr. Frankenstein said? A brain is a terrible thing to waste. So what happy he said Dr. Frankenstein, though. That's, like, so he knows that it's Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. And a brain is a terrible thing to waste is another thing he said in the last movie when he picked up a foam brain oh, out of his he? truck. It might be from Young Frankenstein, actually. Oh, that's possible. I have to check that. Now I need, yeah. Which Young I thought was boy. also fun with the uh, German... Scientists. Oh, oh god. That's oh, who, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I have to turn the volume down so loud right now. Like all three of us just like yelled. Ah! Okay. Yeah. Also, sorry. Also <laughs> friends with Ernest. This is when the other people he says good morning to on his first day of school. Cheerfully says good morning to two people in lab coats. The science teachers. Mm-hmm. The science teachers. One of them is Bobby. Yes, I was so He's happy back. to see Bobby I in this love movie. Bill Berge, second build after Jim Varney. Oh yeah, and this is great because I told you this is the Linda Cash trilogy where she comes back. So this is and the I, Empire Strikes Cash. And I bet you wouldn't guess who she would come back as. In the last movie, she was kind of Willie Scott. So here, uh, she's more of the. Um, <laughs> 
Who's the Nazi from uh, Last Crusade? Hey, just because they're Germanic-American doesn't mean that they're Nazis. No, no, certainly not. They're only trying to create the Ubermensch in the basement <laughs> of this school. I just thought of Frau Blucher. I'm sorry, that's it. And she plays Bobby's sister. She's Chuck. Yes, it's kind true. of great. That's true. It's yeah. kind of great. And they're German scientists bent on creating their subatomic brain accelerator so that they can change science forever. And she's speaking in this ridiculous German accent. It's she, she keeps calling him Ornest. 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 Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Bobby. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Good morning, honest. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for your first day? Like, just... I actually love this character. Oh, I no, she was my great. favorite. Yeah. I was like, this is great. A woman scientist in an earnest movie? I wasn't expecting. She did not feel like she was written by someone who hated women. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I almost that. feel like this part was written for a man and then they cast her. I wonder if it was written for Chuck. Maybe. There's no way to know, but, like, yeah. because, but I get what you're and, saying. And, yeah. I, and I am totally on board with that method of writing because some men are like, I don't understand how to write women. And I always say, just write with a character and then just change the name to a, a woman's name. It'll work. Yep. And for like, aliens. Yeah. Either way, I love this character. Mm-hmm. They're great. They welcome Ernest in. My note on them at the outset is just, what is their deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My entire thought was, how did they get these jobs? And they're like how, mad scientists. Yeah, no, they're, they're they're wearing the lab coats. They're, they're menacing in like a fun way. They're so delightful. I did appreciate Ernest's reference to Doctor Frankenstein in the previous That's scene. Right. Yeah, and then a because of these characters, and then b also because of Ernest's love hate relationship with electricity. Yeah, yeah. Well, Isn't now nice? he is I'm, like Frankenstein. He yeah. is sort of the monster in yeah. this movie, in a way. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's at this point that Ernest actually meets up with Donald for the first time. And by meets up, I mean that he just wishes him luck on his first day. I'm glad people are wishing him luck. I like this because when Ernest runs into Donald, he calls his locker. There you are, my little locker of love. My little personal port in a storm of knowledge. My little sanctuary far away from the teeming masses. I just want people to like overhear him talking to himself at some point and realize that he's not dumb and it never happens. He's not talking to himself. He's talking to a locker, okay? You and your locker, Vern. The winning combination. He loves everything equally. He does. People, lockers. Like, he's just so sweet. That's everything in life. People and lockers. And then the worst thing ever happens. The Wait, worst thing which ever. which thing worst thing yeah. ever? The bullies take his class schedule and, like, play me- monkey in the middle with him yeah. while he's protesting. It's the saddest thing ever. They bully him like he's 10 years old. Yeah, he's a 40-something-year-old man. He's such an easy target. That's yeah. the thing. In the way that Ernest is just nice to everybody equally, yeah. people and lockers, these bullies are just, like, mean to everybody. Yeah. No, Whether they're you're... mean specifically to Ernest. Right, but you I never like... see them mean to anyone else true but i guess what i'm saying is it doesn't matter that Ernest is like an adult they're still like oh here's a guy we could pick no on. It, i think it does matter that he's an adult i oh, think really? they Go actually they get a big kick out of the fact that there's this adult that they can push around oh like we're yeah. better than you Do, yeah oh and interesting he's the janitor yeah and he's nice to everyone and he's never going to he's never gonna like punch them like That's Ernest true. is not ever saying. gonna fight back yeah and they get a big kick out of the fact that he's like this big goofy guy interesting yeah they, they're just like bully the weird guy and it's gross it's gross like the way they take away his class schedule and like crumple it up and play with it and he's like he's saying no I need that I don't know my way around yet even though he works there this is supposed to be memorized bud no I need that what's the matter Ernie did your mommy hold you back a couple of years Mm. more like a couple of decades huh no (laughs) they say you're supposed to memorize this he just got it 
On the other hand, Ernest is really good at memorization. We've seen that. that. Depends. On the other other hand, I, this is what I wrote down about this scene. Something again, something about the institution of school really wigs him out. Yeah, like no, something about the no, building the insti- and the vibe. The institution of school is not for a person like Ernest. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. And memorization. Ernest is good at memorizing things that are immediately relevant to him. If it's a sale that he really wants to buy some power tools, if he'll it's remember the history of the Ottoman Empire. He'll remember yeah. things he's interested in, but right. like memorization isn't easy when it's just like random information that you're supposed to spit back to someone and write down on a piece of paper, which is what school is. I feel like pressure gets to him also. Yeah. Pressure gets to him and like things that aren't immediately applicable to his life or that he has no like specific interest in. Things that are theoretical more than practical? Yeah. He's very smart, but it's not the kind of smart where I can just memorize a bunch of facts and then tell them back to you and there give me a diploma. But he can memorize other facts that were interesting to him instantly. Right. Like if, he's, if he has that passion... Yes. It seems like he could pick stuff up pretty fast. But in this case, it was almost like he was regressing a bit. School is not a place that is kind to He's, people like Ernest. Yeah. And he sort of uh, embodies that discomfort in this scene, I think, yeah. of just almost acting like a little kid on the first day of school. Yeah, he's regressing because he's getting yeah. bullied like a little kid. And he plays into it. He immediately is uh, submissive in the... in the. Uh, well, you feel like he's getting flashbacks. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, oh, this was what school was like for baby Ernest. And, oh. and it also kind of called back to Ernest Rides again a little bit where like portions of this movie feel very like like an indictment of the public education system. Where it's I like, think it's a fair indictment. I think, I think so too. I think people I think like so Ernest are like... Our routine. At a a huge disadvantage when it comes to like the system of testing and like the way school works. Well, I've said this before, not on this podcast, but like it wasn't really until after I graduated high school that I realized I really like learning things. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like school in general is like weird that way. It's a standardized way to teach, despite the fact that human beings. Different human beings learn, learn differently. things in different ways. Absolutely. And as we've often said on this podcast before, there are different kinds of intelligence. Exactly. And so Ernest is at a distinct disadvantage. And yes, it's not at all shocking that he doesn't have his high school diploma. Correct. But in this instance, at least, he is saved by... What? Okay. <laughs> this scene was the first time I was like, did, did someone drug me before I put this movie on? What is wrong with me? So he's saved I by... I text people. <laughs> like, can someone look up a summary of this movie? Because otherwise I need to go to a doctor. Ernest he's... is in the hallway and a cowboy right, shows up. All the up. students leave because now he's late. Everyone went into their respective classrooms. He's alone in the hall. It's almost the like... The lights dim. It's almost a like... A tumbleweed a... comes through. <laughs> Okay. An actual tumbleweed. Let's just set the scene. That's true. Go ahead. Um, it feels as it has the vibe of like one of those school dreams, like like a cliche school dream, like, oh, I don't have my homework. Oh, my yeah. no clothes on. Yeah. But uh, a tumbleweed does show up and a cowboy on a horse shows up at the end of the hall, which is now some sort of Western facade. Uh-huh. Question mark. Like high noon, right? You yeah. know, with, with the face off at the end of high noon. And this cowboy with like a cigarette in his mouth on a horse just rolls up to Ernest and is like Math class is that way, or something like yeah. that. You need uh, a hall pass. And he gives, yeah. him, a and hall like, gives him a hall pass. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the hall monitor. What? No, I'm pretty sure God sent that like, <laughs> that cowboy to Ernest to help him out in his first his day. guardian angel? It, it seemed more like a supernatural occurrence, like a ghost Why do you or say like that? an angel. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a hallucin- hallucination. I thought that also, actually. I thought it was totally real. Remember, everything that Ernest says is usually true. When he says he does, crazy things yep, happen to him. That's true. Also, where did he get the hall pass? Does he have a hall pass later? Well, he has. I don't know. <laughs> that was my That's note proof. for the scene. I'll, I'll the cowboy hall. gave Ernest a hall pass. That was my whole no, note. I don't even remember the exact reason that this happened. Other than like, I vaguely remember the story that like, 
Jim Varney just ran into this actor while they were making the movie. Oh, really? And then was just like, hey, I'm shooting on a new Ernest movie. Do you want to come make it more confusing? It's not quite confusing enough. <laughs> Are you, is this paraphrasing? What, I'm, I don't... I'm paraphrasing heavily. Okay. No, I think he just like ran into this actor and knew him and was like, hey, you want to do a scene? That's really funny. <laughs> and that's the scene that they <laughs> thought. came up that's Can you true. imagine having to explain this in like a board meeting? Guess what we're going to bring Because that guy never comes back. You yeah. think it's like going to come back, never nope. comes back. It's I, just, yeah, I thought it was going to be like Val Kilmer in True Romance, you know, when he kept showing up with Christian Slater. Yeah, like that would be his guardian angel. Yeah, that was his guardian thing. angel was nope. Elvis. No. Yeah. No, never again. We never see the cowboy. Nope. <laughs> He's off giving other people hall passes at other schools. I don't know. Where did he go? I miss him. My note on this is a dot, 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 cowboy? <laughs> Question mark? This is very bizarre. The floor became stone. <laughs> My note is the non sequitur cowboy scene and three question marks. <laughs> non sequitur cowboy scene is a great. I always name. love how our confusion or our uh, elation is denoted by the amount of repeated <laughs> yeah. punctuation. Yeah, but then Ernest uh, he takes his, his hall pass. Trouble. Oh God! He, and he's off to math class next. This is just a parade of troubles. For poor Ernest, yeah. as he tries, tries so hard. He really does. He. This is actually a, an unusually relatable scene with mm-hmm. Ernest. He's trying not to make like a sound as he comes into like this quiet classroom, and he's making all these squeaking sounds. If the trailer is fully loaded, how many oranges does it hold? And he's extremely aware that this is embarrassing. It's just like a very normal human moment yeah. that we don't often get from him. Yeah. And so you feel for him so bad. And then the bullies decide that they're going to put a The gi- largest tack gu- ever? Ever. Where what is it? How is it a tack? It's ginormous. It's, it's like a novelty tack. It is, it is 100% a novelty. It's comically oversized. But where did they get it? Like It's like a spindle almost like, you know, at the restaurants where you put the orders down on yep. that big, oh, that poor thing. Ernest. That. They so put it on his chair. Just as the teacher is asking for someone to answer this math oh, problem about oranges in a trailer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like if X. If whatever how many oranges does it hold there's a a great uh cinematic history of weird classroom scenes like this it kind of had a little bit of a not another teen movie vibe and the teacher is british for some reason Uh, yes that's true he's brit ish yeah 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 Yeah, it it is scholarly he's trying to be like erudite intellectual yeah and Er Ernest like sits on this gigantic tag and then like immediately jumps up and the guy's like oh why don't you answer the question then Ernest because you're so disruptive yeah on your first day this guy hates Ernest yeah and poor Ernest he he gets up to the class and he actually tries to just like kind of reasonably logic his way to the answer first we have to take into account that at this time of year the most likely crop of oranges are the Sweet, juicy Valencia oranges grown mainly in Florida. (laughs) If these oranges are picked by overzealous migrant workers, some of them may be too ripe and uh, this could lead to spoilage. Ernest, as as always, is immediately overthinking it. This is the kind of smart he is, though. He's being really logical about it, but not in a math way. Correct. Ernest, as always, is immediately overthinking this, but he's not actually incorrect. And also it denotes... His intelligence. He's he's thinking he's too much. Smart. Yes. It was like a sociological presentation yeah. on oranges in this country, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I was like the plight of the migrant exactly. worker. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it really was really sort of interesting, but it wasn't answering the question. Yeah. And then like I can't even say what happens, like because so, Ernest has he leans on the desk. It escalates sits, in the most earnesty way possible. He sits on the desk. 
for no reason whatsoever in a math class, why there is the... an open container of glue why? for no reason. My note is, why does the math teacher keep an open tube of glue on his desk? <laughs> he sits on this. Ernest, like, casually tries to sit on the desk. Because there's also the awkwardness of Ernest being the only adult in the room. Student adult. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like he's conscious of that. Yeah. And still tries to maintain, like, his adult status during the classroom situations, but, like, it just fails constantly. For being a 40-something-year-old man in high school in this movie, Ernest rarely strikes me as, like, a child in this movie. No. He he seems like Camp Ernest. Yeah. He sits on this glue. It squirts out comically. All over the teacher. All over the teacher. Not in the way glue squirts, either. I just want to point that out. It looks more like... Watery... like yeah. paste almost. It, yes. And Ernest, he keeps it cool and he just tries to like, he knows it's awkward, but he tries to play it off like nothing's wrong. Well, he wrong. continues to explain nothing's his wrong. answer yeah, of course. while he's like trying to clean up <laughs> this teacher's poor uh, blazer. I like that the teacher's response was just nothing. Just like a stone weary resignation <laughs> yeah. of this is my life now. I think what happens is Ernest's hand, because he's trying to brush the glue off the guy's jacket, his hand gets stuck. It's like immediately bonding glue like, like in all movies. Glue, right? Yeah. So then he tries to pull his hand off the teacher and ends up pushing him into to a bookshelf, which then topples over and spills numbers, confetti all over, confetti numbers. Yeah, like glittery, sparkly, confetti. glittery confetti, like shiny confetti, numbers all over the yes, numbers, yeah. yeah, all over the teacher. So now he's basically been like tarred and confetti. I wrote that exact thing. <laughs> I want to know what those, what that confetti was going to be used for. Maybe that's what he was a special part at pizza party. Yeah. <laughs> You that said that. Was, you said that with that such like certainty. Oh yeah, pizza party. That's, I just like the yeah. idea of that that teacher going in so and having to shop for it. Yeah, I would like your glitteriest <laughs> numbers, please. And Will Sassel's fake laugh punctuates yeah, this entire. You, you, it's you don't going, like his laugh, but it underscores it in a really good way. Yeah. Actually, it's 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 upsetting. It's effective. Uh, and while this is happening, um, oh, of course. Principal Proctor and Axwell are... This is the four-week probation period. We're seeing how well things do. And if Ernest embarrasses himself, we're going to have to close the school down. Does Axwell have any job apart from lurking creepily? (laughs) No. I I just have this image of him sleeping in his car and just jumping out at the principal. And the guy's like, I just want to have my morning coffee before you ruin my day. And so the principal's embarrassed. Ernest is embarrassed. It's not his day. No. So next is gym class. And um, because they're in gym class, of course, it's wrestling in a ring that the school has. So why not pick on the 45-year-old man to wrestle? Yeah, let's have him wrestle a 17-year-old. Legal? Or is it not a 17-year-old? Well, Ernest Ernest is immediately kind of aware of this because he says, he says, says, with my extensive background in the WWF, and since I've seen every single WrestleMania since the Hulkster was defeated by the Ultimate Warrior, which I looked up and that was WrestleMania 6 in 1990, Oh my. oh my god, Ernest. Uh, well done, he, sir. He was like, for this, thank you. Uh, he was like, this might not be a fair fight. He says, I don't think it would be fair to the other youngsters. Yes, and that's when like, the Like, coach... I'm an adult. Yeah, he's really Please trying to Please give me a linear. break here. Just we like... all know what's going on. Yeah. That's when the coach is like, let me bring out this other coach who apparently is some sort right, of okay. insane luchador. He calls luchador. him a coach, right? He says, coach, come on out. Coach and Carson is some sort of insane luchador. <laughs> Ernest, oh, this is, by the way, the only scene where he's wearing a t-shirt. Um, he's wearing a t-shirt and he's also wearing uh, oh, jean, God, jean shorts wearing, over gray leggings gray le- that match his t-shirt. It's the best. <laughs> and he put his hat on and he put on his, his sports shoes. Yeah. Ernest wears Converse a lot in this I noticed movie. That, I noticed yeah. them. So it is another coach, right? Because the coach Decker, who is the football coach, yells, coach, come out. And yeah, another guy runs out. I guess he's the wrestling coach then. He runs out like some so sort of like WrestleMania oh, like, yeah, intro. The There's like smoke behind he him. He bites a part of the, of the ring. The turnbuckle, yeah. And Ernest actually tries to bite 
the thing also just and like breaks hurts his, his tooth. tooth. Oh. Yeah, he spits his tooth out of the oh, ring. Oh god. He just gets chased around the ring basically. Yeah. Not he he says to Donald like I'll move slowly so you can observe my cat-like reflexes. I appreciated the look on Donald's face when he said well, that. Is like, yeah, this is like is their like first interaction. The dread. You can see the dread on his face. It's just like, oh god, I have to watch this happen and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's very early 90s pro wrestling. Goes about as well as you'd imagine. Whenever Ernest is failing the bullies are always there like <laughs> like do they have the same class schedule as him? Is that why they, they stole they it? Totally so that they do. Oh, yeah. follow him? Yeah, they just follow him, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and then like it ends with like Ernest actually being like this other coach launches Ernest like across the room and Ernest falls into the basketball hoop. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Stop. It was a literal slam dunk Ernest. <laughs> oh my god. No! <laughs> You're welcome. But then Donald comes up to Ernest and he's like, Ernest, are you all right? And Ernest is just like that last hold was clearly illegal. No, Ernest, all of the holds were illegal. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happens in all of these classes that is clearly illegal. Why is no one calling the police? Maybe that's why they're shutting down the school. That's possible. Jocks dominate this school. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not that. Yeah. That's high school. Yeah. I guess he does have the class schedule of the bullies because they're also in English class with him. Yeah. Well, the English teacher's nice. They're, okay. talk, they're talking about Mark Twain. Well, what was the question? What was, was he famous for? What were some of his more famous books or something like that? Yeah, and Ernest is trying. He, yeah. he's, he's he correct. He tries. He stands up and he says, Tom Sawyer, right? Oh, yeah. Ernest knows immediately like he what Mark Twain's... He Mark yeah. Twain, I think. Um, Tom Sawyer? No! Life on the Mississippi? No! Wizard of Oz? No! I thought that was Dr. Seuss. Also, in this scene, the bullies set his hat on fire. And how so did his, they not get punished for that? That's what I'm they saying. They were harassing Clearly him. Clearly an illegal move. Yeah. children. And then we get a very a classic Ernest. <laughs> classic <laughs> Ernest triangle melt scream. My my note on this is just, how are these bullies not being arrested? Just yeah. jerks. Just a man's... scene where they were reprimanded by the principal or something would have worked for me. Just like, like you, know, hey, you can't do you anything You can't actually man. harass our 45-year-old janitor yeah. who's yeah, trying to get his diploma. Yeah. We should just... mention that Ernest is actually very bad at math. Because there's a scene where he thinks two plus four is seven. He messed up when he did the carry the one. Yeah, uh, yeah, he carried one one too many. But again, there are different kinds of smart. Might explain yeah. might explain why some of his inventions go wrong in certain uh, ways. Math and not is others. definitely his worst subject. Yeah. He's also, I think, a lot better with things he can see, visualize, you know? That's, well, that's the thing. He seems, like, really good at, like, Tactile taking things knowledge. apart. Physical. Yes, exactly. Yep. I think it's a he's, very specific type of intelligence, I actually. think he's really smart at it. Well, it's, yeah. again, the theoretical versus the practical. Exactly. Yeah. And then we get music class, and he interacts with Donald some more. Yeah, Donald is fawning over uh, Maisie. Sarah Chalk, Sarah Chalk is Chalk. in this movie. Yep. The character Donald is in love with Sarah Chalk. Her name is Maisie. And she plays, like, a trombone or a tuba? A she tuba. Plays a tuba. She plays a tuba, and... Pretty cool instrument. And, and Ernest is giving uh, Donald pretty some solid gen- advice. genuinely good advice. Yeah. And Donald is like, like... Donald's like, oh, she doesn't know I'm alive or something like that. And I, it's like, well, have you talked Ernest to her? Ask, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's decent advice. Yeah. Yeah. He is this. being an adult. And then Donald's like, no, she's no exist. So then he says... Well, it's probably best for now. Your academic pursuits are the most important things in these formative years. Still, the hardened heart is a lonely traveler. He's totally right. He's like, well, this is not really important now. But, English you know, class. love is nice. The hardened heart is lonely traveling. Such a weird line. To which, to which Donald replies, should I be writing this stuff down? 
Why is he saying that? Well, that's pretty funny because like Ernest's musings (laughs) on on life and love are worthy of uh, record. Well, like Ernest, you talk very prosy. He does. Absolutely. It's it's just someone kind of calling, acknowledging that Ernest talks elaborately. But Ernest's reaction to that is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Well, then. Ernest, this scene struck me. <laughs> what struck me about Ernest in this scene was that I was like, oh, Ernest is the type of person who can give really good advice, but I he, think he, so. he but can't he, apply it. But he can't apply it to yeah. his own life, even when it's like hilariously, yeah. impossibly relevant. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. then we, we meet the new music teacher because we saw the other one quit Correct. in the opening montage. Which is nice. Yep. The nice That's setup. Nice. They bring in the new music teacher. Speaking of names, Miss Flugel. Her name is Miss Flugel. Stop. Are you okay? Stop Her name it. is Miss Flugel. She's adorable. Can I just say that she's oh, yeah. such Again, a... Again, I appreciate that this is not a bombshell character. It's and... just like a normal looking woman yep. that Ernest is immediately in love with. And, oh, yeah. and she looks like a music teacher. I don't mean that yes. as a disrespectful no, thing. No, she does. Just all. like down to earth. You could yep. see her as a music. It was yeah. great. You could see her as a high school teacher, like really enthusiastic. And she's so excited to be there. And she's adorable and very, yeah. she Absolutely. has that sort of innocence about her that I think is what yeah. attracts I think sure. you're, I think sure. you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 It is they both have like they share like this innocent quality. Well, and yeah. It's interesting to note that we've talked about Ernest's not quite love interests, and she but is- this is a turning point in which from now on the not quite love interests are just straight up love interests. Interesting. There's no not quite about it. Uh, this is definitely He's romantic. into her. He would like to pursue this woman. That's true. It's not a not quite. We sense some interest on her end too. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's not like let's keep this ambiguous for kids. He's just into super into her to the point where he has a fantasy about her yeah like on site he's in love and he has this fantasy where he's in a tuxedo except he's wearing a black hat he looks great yeah it's actually a great outfit i remember yeah. thinking that he found a matching hat for a tuxedo <laughs> yep. it's a baseball cap it's yep. that little hat he wears it's the correct shape exactly and they're dancing as the marching band is playing all right uh, blue danube yeah yep. and by the way there are bubbles Floating everywhere, like, does Ernest find bubbles romantic? <laughs> it's such a, it's, there's something so, again, I'm sweet. using this word, yeah, so yeah. sweet and innocent about it. There's nothing seductive or sexual really at all about it. It's very much like the way you imagine romance would be if you've never experienced like, it. Like, a, a kid, oh. a kid's idea. Yeah. yeah. It was like very Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire to me, you yeah. know, the romantic dance Classic. Yeah. And it was so sweet and well-intentioned. Like, he just thought that she was, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. They were going to dance and she had a rose in her mouth and he had a rose bush in his mouth. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, an entire bouquet of roses, which was, again, it was funny enough that, but it was also very sweet. Like, he thinks roses are romantic, so a lot of roses would be more romantic. And I was like, oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sweet, sweet baby. This is not going to go that way at all. But it was was very, it was sort of a nice, like, ridiculous, but sweet. Like, you really were rooting for that dynamic. It lines up. It's pure, pure hearted. It's so well-intentioned. You just, he really, he likes her. He really just into her. And it's very cute. My notes on Miss Flugel are, uh, she's adorable. She is. She has a wand satchel, which is kind of (laughs) the greatest. Like, she comes into class, she's at the podium, takes she takes it out of, like, a she little... She has very, like, like, pointed mannerisms, where she just, she just, like... Conductor. Yeah. yeah, and she, there's this thing she does where she does this little fist pump that's like, but it's, yeah. like, the cutest little, like, fist pump. I would also like to say, we haven't really got into the, too far into the, let's say, Germanic undertones of this film, huh. but uh, Miss Flugel, Flugelhorn is a German instrument. That's right. And Dr. Frankenstein? Yeah, see? It's all <laughs> connected. Yeah, she is adorable. By the way, Miss Flugel... Not at all impressed with the marching band. Yeah. yeah. They brought her in to like save the marching band. They're not great. They're not. They're terrible, actually. Yeah, they're- um, that happens a little bit before he gets his hat set on fire. The way that ends is like they grab a fire extinguisher, but instead of using it to extinguish the fire, they just throw it like at his head as he's on the ground, which is like 
probably the low point of his day in a very bad day. Yeah. You'd think so, except we cut from Ernest... Getting a fire extinguisher thrown in his head violently. A man's head is on fire, and then he gets what I would assume be a concussion to any normal person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so. Ernest is being bullied. Like, yeah. Point, yeah. Point Abused. Blank. Abused. Yeah. Cut to the principal's office. Yep. Where Principal Proctor is like, to be blunt. To be blunt, I am very disappointed in you, Ernest. I think I that's like, the word. Come on! Are you kidding me? I think yeah. that was the low point for him, not the hat. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. the low point. Yep. Because he tried so hard, and but now like, he's not even getting appreciated, you know? It's I, like, Principal Proctor, do you go to, like, the serious? Mr. Tipton school of, like, stupidity? Really? When he said the words, I'm very disappointed in you, I was like, yeah, I, like, threw my book across the room. I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> I threw my Again? fire extinguisher across the Again? room. Again? For what? How long has it been? 20 minutes. Has it been weeks? Like, how long has he been given a chance to acclimate to this bizarre environment? I mean, based on what we're given, a day. Yeah. I'm so (laughs) mad. Like, it's just, like, so unfair. And by the way, Axwell is there sitting in Proctor's desk, which is kind of like a nice power play. That's a power play, completely. And Ernest and the principal are in, like, the two visitors' chairs. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Oh, God. Such an Axwell. I also feel bad for Proctor. He's trying to save his school. He's trying to save it. I get it. And I just, he must be so frustrated that the one thing that Axwell is harping on is Ernest. It's just, like, a genuinely nice person on his staff. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Axwell is sitting in the chair saying get rid of this idiot yeah he's like he cannot be bothered more explicit and more offensive with Ernest in the room but I think you're right because like what I alluded to earlier with like the principal being like very caught in between these two forces it's like Mm -hmm. he wants to give Ernest another chance he seems like a genuinely nice person absolutely yeah I think at this point he's just so frustrated and he's scared the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few exactly and And I think he's almost putting on a show a bit for Axwell to show that he can be firm and authoritative and really put down what's going on here. And he's aware of the situation. So I felt bad for, I mean, I felt bad for both of them in different ways. I just hate that this is happening to Ernest again. It's unfair. Yeah. And then he he begs for his job. Like That's pretty devastating. He asks for a second chance. He says, I wrote this down, I'll do my best and it'll be good enough and everything will work out. Oh, Ernest. And I was like, you know what, Ernest? You've watched other movies. Uh, Yeah. There is a (laughs) precedent for that, Ernest. I believe in you, Ernest. You know what? I feel like he should get extra school credit just for the amount of synonyms he comes up with for fired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finished. I'm out of here. I'm on the streets, up the creek, down the road, dropped, purged, cold. That's impressive to me. I can't do that, really. Not rapid fire. So the proctor's like, okay, I want to be fair with you, so I'm going to give you another chance. Yep. And then Ernest goes outside and like there's this really dramatic scene of Ernest like walking down the darkened hall and like having flashbacks to his terrible day at school. Yeah. Like he's remembering Axwell saying, get rid of this idiot. He can't cut it because that kind of. I almost took the scene as like happening in Ernest's It's entirely head. in Ernest's yeah. head. We get just like little floating Judgment images yeah. around his head, which is, yes, it's happening in his head. But I actually feel like this is the first time I've like, not the first time. But it's a rare glimpse directly into Ernest's thoughts. Mm. We usually he's telling what he's thinking, but half the time he's like lying, or half the time he's like playing it, being more confident than he is. But now we like see like everything that's sticking in his head. It's all of his like fears and he, like experiences of the day imagines, mixed together. He like imagines Miss Falukal saying like "You're such a loser." Yeah, yeah that was like pretty that's pretty heartbreaking. He also imagines like teachers asking him questions. Like I feel like that happened in the day and we didn't see it. Who's buried in Grant's tomb and who wrote the autobiography of <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Franklin? He's like, yeah. Those are, those are great. Question. He's remembering Axel saying this idiot can't cut it, and he's going like, "Get rid of this idiot! He can't cut it." I can cut it. Uh, I'm sure I, I've never cut it before, but 
anyone can change. Yeah. Like, that's one of the saddest things ever. Yep. You're really emotionally connected to the scene. I'm emotionally connected to Ernest. Yes, but particularly, yeah. yeah. He's, it's, it's a rough He's scene. letting us in. Yeah. Oh, my God. And speaking of the German overtones, you hear one voice go, where are your papers? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my. You I totally did not catch do. that. Yeah, I did. Because it's in, like, I rewound that part. Like, papers that you, like, you're writing a paper. Like, where's your paper? Yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect segue into that is the secret locker. Yes. So oh, God. That's the perfect segue into what I've just dubbed the underground science lab. Yeah. That's, well, because that's what it is. Yeah. It's never called that in the movie, though, I guess. But it should have been. Gerda, like. Gerda, Linda Cash, Gerda. She knocks on Ernest's it's locker. Yeah. Locker. It, uh, locker 152. And he opens the locker and, and Gerda's inside. And of course. Ernest just goes, Gosh, these lockers hold more than I thought. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so accepting. It's like well, a hard course. Yeah. So they lead him down into this sub-basement of solitude, and they have this sort of, like... Oh, my God. Like, it's a it's horror like a movie lab. Johnny Mnemonic, like, like I'm sorry, Matrix. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. I was just like, they're going to build a Jaeger, and Ernest will get revenge, you <laughs> yeah. know? That'd be great. But what they have built is... We've done it, Ernest. You are looking at the world's first subatomic brain accelerator. I'm going to say that. that. I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> the world's first subatomic brain brain accelerator someone was gonna do it what i don't think those words actually yeah it's like half matrix it's half a helmet half the evolution machine from super mario brothers so it's like a chair with a with a helmet and a bunch of wires coming out of it and it's yeah. hooked up to all these screens yep. i'm pretty sure rick moranis wore something like it in ghostbusters yeah and i feel for ernest because it's so dark and creepy down there and they're like and gerda's going ernest ernest come come no closer Look closer. It's like there's this weird, like, yeah. he's sort of timid, and he's like, what is this You know exactly? what it also kind of feels like? <laughs> and this didn't occur to me until literally this exact moment. It's vaguely Dr. Otto-ish. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Like, it's sort of like this weird, like, colorful mishmash of, like, like, wires and nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I almost great. expect to, like, go back and watch again and hear, like, that dun-dun-dun-dun, like, like, Casio in the background. Come in. Kevin to my lab. She's I so feel pleased. the subatomic brain accelerator. <laughs> she's just so proud of herself. She's and she and Bobby proud. and Bobby's off, you know, grinning. He's typing madly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bobby loves typing. That's like, there's a precedent for that. She, she asked him if he wants to be their their guinea pig. The uh, mental pioneer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't Bobby say guinea pig? Yeah. They set it up that like he a desperate Ernest has to take desperate measures. Yeah. Because Gerda's like, you've been having some problems with your schoolwork, yeah? Mm-hmm. She's got a pitch lined up. Like she was oh, going to yeah. give, even she if he had been, yes, yes. she would have been given her pitch. She worked on that. Well, they say later, like, we have to keep Ernest because we can't afford a chimp. Yeah. Because yeah. so. he gets in the chair and gets the helmet on his head and he's kind of like, this is weird. Yeah. But then well, it's too late. I like the part where um, Ernest is very game for whatever in this secret underground bunker. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's like, well, do you think it would help me pass a math test? <laughs> pass a math test? Yeah. And Gerda's <laughs> just like, try rewriting the theory of relativity. And in my head is like, is that really something that's necessary? And then Ernest immediately says, Ernest says, well, if you think it really needs it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Ernest, that's I love you. That's a great you. line. Yeah. He's great. He's so affable. That. Like, all right. <laughs> Why not? He's down. You're the doc, doc. He's game. That's what he says. He's like, I'm game. And then they sit him down and they strap him in. That's when he starts getting uncomfortable when they strap him down. With like some sort of like exercise equipment thing. It's very clearly built "Mm." from leftover pieces, which makes me very, very happy. Yes. But they, you know, definitely did not like build anything for this machine. That's when the wheels start turning. He's like, why do I need these? It's almost like he like realizes like, hey, this kind of looks like something that I would invent. (laughs) That doesn't bode well for the success of what's about to happen. (laughs) That's right. Uh, um, Hi, excuse me. Maybe we shouldn't. I'm going to have second thoughts about this. 
this. My okay. note just says this is insane. Unsuccessful. So they uh, they activate yeah, they, this machine. It seems to just pump like the entire contents of like, like a community college library. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, it just they have all the information that's going into his head, supposedly, is on like the, all these TV screens. It looks like like Willy Wonka's tunnel ride. Yeah. It's, like all this just like this really upsetting, like disorienting montage of like informationy things and images that are all just getting pumped into his head while he makes ridiculous like really Porky disturbing yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, no, he, it was actually scary. I was yeah. like, this is dark. <laughs> I was like, this might not be okay for his head. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some long term. It's also vaguely like um, brainwashing, like. Uh, Clockwork Orange. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Clockwork the, Orange. It's was, disturbing. It is, yeah. Yeah. So the, the machine shuts down and. Ernest is non responsive. Yeah. Which is extremely disturbing. Gerda says, Ernest, my friend, are you in there? And Ernest pops back up and has suddenly has glasses on his face, Which by the way. Which me He's in a costume. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't just have glasses. He's also suddenly wearing a tie and his vest is closed and he's got a formal shirt on. Yep. It's like, yeah, it's like formal wear Ernest. It, it's exactly it's, it's Ernest, re- but formal. And then his first line as, as brain-accelerated Ernest is, By saying, are you in there, you must be making the philosophical assumption that I am a conscious entity, wholly capable of existing outside the body you see in front of you. Very philosophical. Yeah. And then he's like, no to me. Like, he turns yeah. back into Ernest, and then he's like, am I smart now? Yeah. Which <laughs> is sort of heartbreaking. Like, I have I have problems poor, with a lot of this movie well, in terms hate, of Ernest's smartness. I yeah. hate that he says that because I hate that he doesn't really realize that he's smart. Yes. That's what I hate about it. Because this. everyone in all of his worlds is constantly telling him I he's not. can't stand it. He's like, oh, this would be great if I was smart. Yeah. Well, she says that they have to actually continually doing it. They She actually says, like, a normal brain will hold the charge for an hour, so your brain will be, like, 45 minutes. Like, that's so mean. Yeah. Whatever. So, I will concur that Ernest doesn't have a normal brain. So we see earlier that... Gerda and Bobby get the idea for how to uh, make the machine work by watching a student's experiment using electricity with a frog. Oh, yeah. And so does that mean that this machine is powered by electricity? And is it Ernest's like odd relationship with electricity that's causing this machine to work? Like the idea of charging him is interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of his brain holding a charge. Maybe that's why he can't hold a charge that long because he's been electrocuted so many times <laughs> in his life. Right. That's kind of what I'm getting again. at. Yeah. yeah. But he does start using the charge to. Uh... Oh, God. And then we have smart Ernest. Yeah. The montage. For, for, which for a good put, chunk of this movie. I'm going to put smart in air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Ernest is always of, smart. Yeah. A jerk Ernest. For yeah. a good chunk of this movie, Ernest is this character. He's it's more like he turns more into Astro Clement. I wrote that down. He's using this affected accent. That is like it's trying like not to sound so Nigel Q bottom lip voice. Uh, yeah, very pompous. Yeah. It's really snooty. It's an affected, like almost kind of transatlantic kind yeah. of accent. Uh-huh. And so Ernest gets his brain charged. He comes out of his locker looking very studious. Yeah. Well, he's wearing like the, the formal Ernest. He, and he's wearing these huge glasses. And it's it's a very good, easy way to be like button down long sleeve shirt. Okay. Yeah. I know now, just by the visuals, that Ernest is, quote-unquote, smart Ernest now. I think because he acts so different, you kind of need it to be visually different, too. Yeah. before physicality changes so much, too. Absolutely. much more reserved. Oh, that's right. He stands straight. I mean, he slouches as Ernest. With the machine, he stands up straight. He walks everywhere with, like, such a straight back and just, yeah, very reserved and, like, composed. He has, like, a lot of composure. Yeah, Which is, I thought, was some great acting, actually. You know, just these subtle little things that 
It's funny because now I just like take that for granted that Jim Varney can do that. Like, see, like, as somebody who hasn't watched these in so long, I was like, well, that's like a really impressive physical transformation. Yeah. Because he's so flailing yeah. in a lot of it and ungainly. And mm-hmm. then in this, he's just very poised. Sure, but yes, exactly. It was nice. It was nice switch over, but he is also very full of himself. Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, the first, the victory of smart Ernest is like the first class we see him in his math class, which is like Ernest's worst subject. Yeah. Right. And he dominates immediately. Like the teacher's like, who can answer this question? And he raised, the way he raises his hand is like such a pompous, like, yeah. The me? one finger, like the, the one please. finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a check, please. Yeah, like, hand um, raise. You know, you want to call on me. Yeah. Like, the guy hesitates and he just like wiggles his finger around, like, no, um, me. Yeah. yeah. It's really <laughs> aggressive. And then he just like, hijacks the class he completely hijacks the class and like starts teaching it he's like are you am i going too fast for those of you who are taking notes yeah it's so, terrible and, and the bullies are shocked they're shell shocked i mean he's not a jerk immediately he's just very he's know-it-all he's confident at first it's very confident which is weird because Ernest is often already a know-it-all but he doesn't actually know it all Correct. The smart Ernest literally knows it all because they just pumped an encyclopedia into his head. Right. He has a lot of facts in there. And And they're accurate. He can back it up. I would almost argue also that, you know, it's called a brain accelerator, but I almost feel like it slows his brain down a bit. Because it gives him the sort of uh, social and uh, speaking ability to get what's in his head out into the world in a an eloquent and well-said manner. Whereas normal Ernest's brain is, I feel like normal Ernest's brain is already going like going 100 fast. miles an and hour. He's slowing, and slowing it down so that he can compose his thoughts. Yeah. But, uh, see, now we have to figure out the way this thing works. It's obviously this is a cartoon machine. But you could sure. say that the subatomic brain accelerator more like accelerates the rate at which he can intake knowledge it seems like it just makes because him memorize pumps, things yeah exactly yeah. it pumps information into his brain and he holds on to it for about 45 minutes like it's it's yeah. like the kind of smart that the school wants him to be yeah. they want him to memorize a lot of facts and then tell them the facts it's it. it's very matrixy in like an i know kung fu sort of way yeah does it help his personality no does it make him more creative no right he just knows stuff and for that reason, he cops an attitude immediately. Right. I mean, you know, he's immediately like, I can run this classroom because I know more than the teacher. And he's right. But he's right. also... He's right, but it makes you a jerk. Like, No, was it history class? When he just like tunes her out, the teacher's yeah. giving this That's history class, lecture. Yep. And it really annoyed the crud out of me. Like she's giving this beautiful lecture. She's on, passionate. And yeah, she's really like, into it. And he just starts like, you know, envisioning her going blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. so condescending. Because he's like, oh, well, I know more. But it's something who's been not, condescended like, a great to. Thing. Yeah, but he's been condescended to his whole life. Exactly. And yeah. he should know better. And that's what is irritating about the whole thing. I think he all- the bullied becoming the bully. Exactly. After his first class, he goes back to the brain accelerator to get recharged. He's like, I never knew I was so smart, which is this line that made me sad. Yeah. And he's like, well, hurry up. I need to go back to my next class. And they're immediately like, oh, you've got an attitude now. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing is like, he got such a high off being respected yeah. for yeah. a few minutes. It's that he likes. He likes the elitism of it, mm-hmm. you oh, know, absolutely. and like the confidence. Because I feel like Ernest is usually faking his confidence. Yeah. yeah. And this time he has it for real and he doesn't really know what that's like. And so he gets like high off of it. Sure. It's like a weird drug for him. and he keep, yeah. Like it turns him into a jerk like the way drugs do. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting that that's sort of what Ernest's conception of being smart is. Exactly. Yeah. Or I think that's what the movie is positing being smart is. I think. But I don't think that's actually what. Absolutely like, not. Yeah. He goes to music class after that. Yeah. Again he he strolls over. in like he owns the place. He shows up late and then like Donald is there and is like, 
it's just weird. Like he also starts talking down to everybody because he calls Donald my boy, and like yeah, it, you yeah. know, like he, Ernest used to talk to them on the level, and now he talks to them like, "Hey, young man!" Like he used to treat everyone just the, the same. same. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like everybody's beneath Below him. him. And er- playing all their yeah, Donald's like, "How come all of a sudden you show Blade for everything?" I'm bored by the preliminaries. <laughs> like, Which, shut up, Ernest. Go home. At so, this point, he's obviously too smart for high school in the way that high school wants you to be smart. Correct. He's like so bored that Miss Flugel is trying to teach the class. The marching band is terrible, so he gets up and is like, "May I, I have a suggestion?" And then he starts like making a speech about how the stars and stripes, like the song they're trying to play. He's it is actually a nice speech. Yeah, actually, it is. So as you raise your horn to your lips. Try to think of those courageous young soldiers, the loved ones they left behind. Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas morning, the Easter parade. And I think this is why Miss Flugel never really catches on to the fact that he's being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Because when she sees smart Ernest, he's mainly just being confident and accurate. And he's usually on point with mm-hmm. her. Like the way he picks up people's instruments in this scene. It's not like aggressive. It's a little bit it's, gross. It's he puts his mouth con- on yeah. everybody's instruments. It's not quite, but everyone's into it also because they've never had yeah. such like maybe a confident teacher. Or they've never like had somebody confident in themselves. He really does seem to help this marching man, which is interesting. We often yeah. talk about people who are uh, on Team Ernest, the cast aside people that no one kind of cares about. Yeah. And I feel like this like not great marching band is kind of like that in this movie. Like Homecoming is way more about football and yeah. not at all about marching band. Like, but Ernest. No one Gives them some confidence, like no, we're important. Like we're better than the The football team. The old teacher gave up and like quit. Yeah, which is not really uh, gonna make any student feel. I'm so bad. My teacher would rather be unemployed. But yeah, that that scene I think is the best balance of smart Ernest with not obnoxious Ernest. He's genuinely trying to import information, and it's helpful. Like smart Ernest isn't all bad because he's still Ernest when he plays everyone's instruments and like he inspires everyone to play brilliantly. That's, like, that's the good side yeah. of Smart Ernest. Yeah, yeah, Ernest. The whole marching band gets on Team Ernest, and Miss Flugel gets extremely on Team Ernest. Like, yeah. she's suddenly, like, <laughs> hot for Smart Ernest. Like, immediately. Yeah. I'm she aware. has a type. Yeah. I think she likes the take charge. Sure. Of it. I think she likes his assertiveness in the scene. I think that's what she's responding well, to. Well, and he has passion. It's like, yeah. He, has yeah, passion he knows what he's passion, talking about. The fact I think that he that knows that. what he's talking about. And, and the it's passion. music. Mm-hmm. But she immediately makes him the drum major. Really? Based on speech? And everyone speech begs him. They're like, he's like, oh, I don't know. And everyone's like, please, Ernest. Sarah Chalk, 110% yeah. team Ernest. Yeah. She, she is like, loves I'm... this. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. It's like the first time that they have a strong personality on their side, even if he is kind of a jerk. It's like having one of the jocks on their side. Yeah. Like, yeah. And well, it's <laughs> also, I wonder if like smart Ernest is playing coy almost where yeah. he's like oh I don't oh, know oh absolutely yeah. no he totally is yeah. he loves to adoration. drink in the yeah. praise give me a little more adoration I'll think about yeah. it I understand it just where Ernest is coming from I understand why he is now like sure. drinking in all the adoration I don't know why he needed a cape though I don't know. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his drum major outfit. Isn't he wearing a beret and a cape and like span like he's wearing like a a guitard? I wrote I wrote Ernest (laughs) is dressed as some sort of intellectual douche. (laughs) Isn't it like a blue leotard, a red cape, and like a black beret? Yes, that's exactly it. Show business is my life, people. Like, he gets kind of flamboyant. He's a drama teacher. That's all I can think. This is clearly Jim Varney is channeling a drama teacher he did not like in high school who made him angry, and this is his revenge. He's, um, he has a cape and he does somersaults. Can we talk about Oh, that? yeah. Why does intellectualism have to do with cartwheels? I don't know. Is... It makes him better at, like, physical things because, like, he's making this speech about how you have to razzle and dazzle the audience and, like... It's like uh, a pep talk. A good leader 
could take you deadbeats and turn you into a marching band better than any Chickasaw Falls has ever seen. And honesty compels me to tell you that I am that leader. And he does, you're right, he does inspire them by saying like, oh yeah, the football team thinks they're better than us, but we're just as good. And they're like, yeah! And then like one of the football bullies like throws a football at him. And he catches it. Like Auntie Nelda catching the apple. Exactly. It's just like an arm up instant catch. Yeah, Yeah. it's very intense. And he's just like, oh, is this yours? And throws it back at him so hard that it knocks Will Sasso down. Yeah. Cartwheels across the field. He's a somersault. Yeah, I just don't know why. He does like because he's showing off. I would be uncomfortable, though. I wouldn't say, oh, this is a respectable authority figure. But like, are you okay? Sidebar, the way... I don't usually take amusement in Jim Barney's accent. Like, usually I find it really charming. But every time he said the word football, I laughed because it was like... Why are we going to allow the football team to have all the glory? Yeah. <laughs> and the way he said leader. Leader. I thought it was really cute, but I laughed. So there's another thing going on at the pep talk. Ernest is constantly up on this platform. Yeah. And (laughs) all of the students in the band are in like a line. And it's like, okay, so there's more weird Nazi symbolism (laughs) happening here. Yeah, yeah, I thought of the hyenas in the line. That's the platform that he does a somersault off of and lands in front of that. I really did. That was my thought. And talking about being a great leader, and I was just like, yoinks. Oh my God, you're right. There's so much weird. Well, see, you told me the only context I had for this film when you gave it to me was keep an eye out for Nazi things. (laughs) Then I could not stop (laughs) seeing them. I didn't, and I still thought that. Yeah. Well, it gets it gets very explicit later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is where he starts being like a big jerk. The big point is where he's a jerk to the meatloaf serving man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that he's was in the, so mean. Yeah, Ernest. he's in the cafeteria with Donald and Rodney. This is the actually first the first time, time you see them, the three of them together. And I was like, okay, they're two different people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, uh, do you guys want to come by the arcade later and like watch me win everything? And yeah. they're like, not really. Correctly. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. And Rodney's like, I have to study. Like, unlike some, some people, there is they're a absolutely sense. right. Yeah. Ernest keeps saying this thing to them. He keeps saying, like, I've discovered the secret to, to unlock unlocking the powers them. of yeah. the human mind. And they're just like, okay, we don't know it. So that doesn't really help yeah, us. Yeah, it's thanks. like, thanks for not sharing yeah. the guy yeah. who we thought was he our friend. He keeps saying that. And yeah. they're like, well, we don't know. So... Okay. Hi. Hint, hint. And then they, they're getting meatloaf, and they're being served by this really sweet cafeteria worker. I wanted to hug him. Is that a normal response? Sure. Yeah. And Ernest calls the meat. First of all, he calls it meatloaf ordinaire. My good man, would you happen to have any sauce bonnets for this meatloaf ordinaire? Which is like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's literally How a loaf of meat. can you be such meat? a jerk? She asks, he has like, do you have any Bernays sauce or flesh cilantro? Or shut up, Ernest. Salsa? And yeah, like, I remember. Shut up, Ernest. Yeah. And, and the guy gives him this uncomprehending look. It's he, just it's well, a lot of information. He was almost kind of like Greg from Ernest Scarce. He's, like, well, he's well, just a sweet There's, there's ketchup. I like ketchup. And Donald and Rodney are like not along. Like, yeah, yeah. ketchup's great. Yeah, like, like, what else would you put on meatloaf? I'm going to like shed a tear for this man. Donald and Rodney actually are pretty nice kids. Like, they yeah. feel for the weird janitor. They feel for the meatloaf guy. They're like, yeah, that ketchup's great. I yeah. mean, they feel like team normal Ernest. Yeah. yeah. And the meatloaf guys, yeah. I like to eat it with ketchup. And Ernest is just like, I'm sure you do. Who's putting Bernays sauce on a meatloaf? Like, what are yeah, you talking right. about? Well, Fresh on. cilantro? Like, salsa. Have, you, have you ever had meatloaf, Ernest? Like, I'm starting to... What's going on? It was His just palate a, got smarter. Like, yeah. He was trying oh, to impress the meatloaf man because you know what? He's, He's not just impre- condescending yeah. to everyone. That was a real turning point. Well, and then Donald and Rodney are like, I liked you a lot better when you weren't so smart. I love that yeah. they immediately call him out on it. They're like, yeah. you know what? That's too far. Yeah. Actually, Ernest, you're a jerk now. Yep. They actually say, you've turned into a real jerk. Yeah. Yep. 
which was sort of nice. Good for them. Well, there's also then there's also that history class that you mentioned earlier where Ernest is just like Well, that's that's when yeah, the they Germanic play the Well, that's revenge? when they play the, the revenge on him, which is pretty funny. That's when they get the revenge on him. Remember they don't give him the full dose cuz he's Oh, he goes, yes. Like he goes back to he's such a jerk. He goes back to um the lab to get recharged cuz he has to do this every 45 minutes apparently, remember. He goes back to get recharged. He's like, "Hurry up, hurry up." Like well, now- I have a lot of important things to do and like Gerda says something and he says I'm sure that's very fascinating to someone who really cares. Which is a yeah. great insult like, that I'm going to use. Okay, that. Ernest. And she's like, well, she gives him the charge. Like, Bobby gives him the charge, more specifically. And he's like, thank you. Next time, could you two be more prepared? Thanks. So, yeah, so they... um. So Bobby doesn't give him a full charge. Yes. And it's the perfect revenge. Uh, the year... <clears throat> um, 1867... The man, William Henry Seward. He was a, <clears throat> a prominent United States uh, senator who can be congressman. But what I like is that Goethe says, wow, like being smart hasn't done, done much for, for Ernest's Ernest personality. personality. Yeah. But here's the thing. Thesis. So good. And this is like, this is what I had like, I was like, you know what though? That's true. But I don't think this machine is changing his personality. I would agree with that. I don't think it is. I think it's exaggerating certain character traits and downplaying others. I think that Ernest's ego is his biggest flaw. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But you don't really see it rear its ugly head because he's constantly failing. When Ernest has a major success early on in like a film or anything, he kind of becomes a jerk. Yes. And it's because his ego is huge. But he doesn't get a chance to ever show it because he's always being put down and he's always failing and the universe is kind of at odds with him. And so it's not that being smart made him a jerk. It's that being smart gave him like this ammunition that he actually has something he can have an ego about and he goes haywire. Yeah. Yeah. Like it gets out, it spins out of control. No, I think that's absolutely on point. In terms of changing his personality, the only thing it does is downplay like what a nice person he generally is. He forgets because he's got all this other stuff in his head. Yeah. And like, well, now he feels like he's better. He always treats people the same, but when he has all this stuff in his head, he feels like he's better because he thinks that that's important. Like being smart makes you better. It's about his, he thinks that type of intelligence is much more valuable than it is. And he thinks that 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 affects his worth. And in Ernest's defense, he thinks that, I would say, because every People single person in his life tells That's him that right. constantly. Yep. His actions are his fault to a degree. Oh, yes. But like, I also but get it I in the same way. I completely see where I, he's I, coming in the same from. Way it's that an you're environmental saying, yep. response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you would like him to not do that, but you can see where he's coming from. Yeah. And it is, they have been telling him that if you're not good at this particular task in this particular way, you're worthless. And it's like, well, now I'm the best at this, so, so obviously I'm better, better than you, and yep. I'm going to show everybody. So. That's that's exactly what it so is. So high school. Yes. It's a very good uh, analogy for high school. I had this weird thought that was like, maybe Ernest's impossible luck is kind of like the universe or God or whatever powers that be keeping, keeping him, him humble. Check. Oh, yeah. I because, thought about that too. Because like, if, if his eagle spins out of control, like, he could become a supervillain. Yeah. This is all keeping him from supervillain status. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. It's a way yeah. of keeping balance. Although I believe, knowing Ernest the way we do now, I do believe that in the long run, Ernest's like genuine heart would always win out 
I think it, so. It just might take a while to and get Smart there. And Smart isn't always terrible. It's just, it's a really specific kind of enhancement for him. It's It plays into all of his insecurities and he's overcompensating in an insane yeah. way. It's kind of like his fall to the dark side in yeah. like a very uh, yeah. Darth vader sort of way. And this is where he gives like his crazy speech where he does all the somersaults. Right. Of the, like we see him, he's in his drum major costume. He's on the platform and he's telling all the students like, watch me. If you lose your place and don't know what to do, watch me. If the crowd makes you nervous, watch me. And the band is like, yes, we will watch you, Ernest. You are the Ubermensch. Yeah. Like, well, really? He tells the kids, I want you to wave those flags like patriotic That's zealots. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some weird. <laughs> this is actually where Principal Proctor witnesses smart Ernest. Yeah. Because yeah. like Mr. Proctor and Ms. Flugel are checking out the marching band rehearsal and they're doing great because yeah, Principal smart Proctor Ernest like, has whipped them into shape. What what band is this? Yeah. Uh, Ms. Flugel's like, that's that's Ernest. I mean, that's us. Because yeah. she's got Ernest on the brain. Yeah. And they congratulate him. And, you know, Principal Proctor's like, hey, Ernest. Praise, affirmation, good job. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. thank you, sir. Yeah, but like, you know what? Yeah. I almost thought he'd be more appreciative. Like, he's no, he's so, taking it for granted at this he's, point. Yeah, he's so, like, you know, up his own hiney. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing with, like, prodigious people that are often praised for their intelligence is they, they take the praise for granted. Well, it's also, like, the difference between praising someone being like, oh, you're so smart versus, like, you did oh, good, you did a good job exactly. or you worked so hard. Yeah. Like, Ernest is getting all this praise on him. Through no effort of his own. He hasn't done anything yet. Exactly. I mean, yeah, like, they look great I mean, the they practice, pumped stuff but... into his brain, but he didn't earn this knowledge. That's yeah. true. So Principal Proctor's like, congratulations, son. Cousin, ah, oh, Ernest. And regular Ernest, Ernest daddy issues. so happy. Yeah. And, yeah. He's just like, thank you, sir. I like that he says, it's a shame our, our performance will be interrupted by a mere football game. Yeah, I laughed. Like, Shut up, Ernest. Well, I was kind of like, you know what? Yeah. I'll give <laughs> that, it. I'll give that one to you. Te- that's such a theater teacher thing to say, though. Like, band practice. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, so speaking of praise, this is also where Miss Flugel oh my God. asks Ernest out to she the dance. She asks him out on a date. Will you chaperone with me? Oh, my God. The cutest Their thing. Their flirting yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty so authentic. Yeah. That's what I really like they about both it. Look, word. They both are playing sort of coy. He plays very coy because mm. she's like, there's a dance, and he's like averting her eyes, and he's like, yes. Like, he's playing like he's not interested. <laughs> yeah. but you made that gif of this scene He's once. obviously, it, yo, yeah, yeah. This is so many gifable moments. The, the, the faces that Jim Barty is making, he's kind of, his eyes dart at her and then like dart away like, mm, and then oh, he back clashes. Oh, okay. yeah. He's, it's ridiculous. It was a really weird moment for me. I was like, my childhood was different than I remember, <laughs> man. So I was wondering if you'd like to go with me. Well, I, I haven't checked my schedule, but um, I think I'm free. <laughs> And then they like kind of have this weird giggle moment yeah, where they both start giggling. She's he's like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, like it's so weird, but it's, it's like, cute. It's so in character for both of them yeah, too. Like regular. Awkward. And then he went home and like wrote their names in like a diary fifty times. Carved you know? into a tree. Yes. That's what not brain accelerated. Mr. Ernest Lugal. Yeah, that's what he would write. You know that he would. Of course he would. He would. That's amazing. I'm going to take her name. So it's at this point that Brad and Russell, the two jocks from the football oh, team, that's right at Smart Ernest's high point. Yep. He got asked out by his dream lady. Of course, it has to come crashing down. The, yep. the bullies of Ernest's life find the secret German underground lab. Like you do. Well, they see Ernest coming out of it, I think. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. They yeah. see him coming out and they're like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Like, Which is amazing. Just walk amazing out of his locker. For them based on- <laughs> they, they fake laugh nefariously. Yeah. They go in there, and that's bad because um, this is the big homecoming game, their big homecoming performance. This is the Muskrats versus the Knights of Mapleview. And the sports announcer is Bruce Artson. Yes. 
Which I was Good so evening, confused. everyone. This is Chick Hansen. That's the song, the music guy. Yeah. I actually liked his. I was like, oh, I thought he was like a colorful he's, character. He's really good. His hair looks good for. Yeah, I like his hair. Yeah. Like, have, he just looks great. I have two notes on Bruce Arnston here. One is this is what I imagine he dresses like normally in uh, like this very like yeah. bright blue, like yeah, checkered. It's bright, but like it fun. Works. It yeah. works. Oh, and then uh, note two was I want that outfit. Yes. Oh yeah, he looks he looks good. Oh, yeah. say. He's he's pulling it He's got like a game show host like yeah. uh, good evening and welcome everybody. Yeah. yeah. And this is a huge thing. So yeah. like Ernest and the band and Miss Fugle are like sitting in the stands waiting to perform right. at homecoming. This is to be Ernest's crowning triumph. He actually says like a fitting audience for my crowning triumph as drum major to the stars. Don't you think? <laughs> he actually says that. I don't know <laughs> actually says yeah. that. Yeah, where what star maybe he thinks the actual stars are watching Literal. and going like this is awesome. I think the stars are the actual that he is receiving but then like he realizes that his charge is gonna run out like the look on his face is looks like he just realized he has diarrhea it's like the look <laughs> it on his really it's like a change like oh running out of brain cue. acceleration can strike you at any moment <laughs> yeah the music cue that comes with it's like a, all of a sudden and you're like it's a oh, really no. ominous it's like a very very bowel-y sound <laughs> yeah it looks like he has bowel trouble yeah like, and he's like Ernest where are you going uh, I just remembered I, I left something in the band room. I'll be right back. He's like, I gotta go. I'll be right back. And they're like, Are you? A, you're coming back, right? What, what if you miss it? And he's that's when he's like, Would a king miss his own coronation? I think not. He gets very like anti Nelda ish at times too, where he's just like he doesn't have time for anyone's crap. He's just but like, I think, whatever. I think the way he says that is actually kind of charming. Because he says it's it, a balance. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous that it's sort of funny. It's mm-hmm. kind That's of cute. Because Sarah Talk actually finds him completely like charming. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh I love it. Like, she loves it. Yeah, precious. She's baby. loving it. I mean, the women. It's interesting Girls that the like women him. love it. And I here think, we go. No, we I'm go. just saying. I'm not saying confidence I don't is attractive, and I think that's oh, yeah. what's happening. Oh no, I, I fully agree. There are shades of smart Ernest being very attractive. Yeah. And then he, he runs away, and you this is where you see him, like, he's turning back into normal Ernest. Yeah. Which is not something you see a whole lot of in this movie. Which is too no. bad, because it's really fascinating yeah. to watch what he perceives. I mean, Jim Varney as an actor and the character. Yeah, As smart and not smart Ernest. Mm-hmm. It's the panic, it's the loss of composure. It's yep. the way he and runs control. in. Yeah, he's well, kind of like... That's oh. what I feel like the brain accelerator is giving him more. Gives is him more composure. physical control. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff that he does in this where I'm like... I fully believe Ernest is capable of some of these things normally. It's just that he doesn't have any confidence in himself or control of his faculties. Yeah, so he has having like an organized mind. It, and I feel like this absolutely. organizes and compartmentalizes things. Yeah. Yep. Like it files things it away. Structures into, it. Yeah. Without it, he's just kind of like a mess. Yes. In the in the brain department, That's but exactly it's not right. that there aren't good things in there. They're just kind of jumbled around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might take him more time to figure it out, but he always gets he has there to in the sort end. through them. Yes, yeah, we've we've said that exact thing before. Yeah, That's, you're, you know, you're right on point. Yeah, but and it's it's sad that he doesn't appreciate that about himself. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. sort of I think the tragedy of this whole movie is he doesn't think he's you know. It's worth interesting it. that this movie like goes further into exploring like what is smart. What does Ernest think is smart? How, why do people value Ernest? All these things. So the way you could see like he's being Ernest again is like the way he runs into the locker. He's just like, uh. Yep. And he finds the devastation. That's a pretty and, dark scene. Can I just say that? Gerda's like, like sobbing. Yeah, Gerda's openly weeping. It's like, it's like they killed op- their child. Yeah, it's That's an what operatic, it's like. dramatic, heavy music. Operatic? That's what I thought <laughs> of. 
operatic. Yes, it's totally like the tragedy is. of the aria and you know the angst, and she's weeping because the, the jocks destroy the science stuff. They destroyed, yeah. And it's just so the a, brain I mean, accelerator. This is a really out of place scene because the tone of it was so so dark. Well, they're also playing it as some kind of like World War Two like yeah. battle been lost. She says something like, <laughs> "They came like thieves in the night and yeah. attacked cruelly and without provocation." Yeah, I was yeah. like, "What's happening?" But she's it's just like a so disturbing way to say it. Dramatic, she, yeah. Ernest is like, who would have done this? And she's like, I don't That's know. What she says she's the like, thing with the Republicans. Yeah, but she's like, people souls with small minds. Defenders of the status quo, afraid of a brave new world. Philistines, barbarians, Republicans, who knows? That was, seems like the comedy option. Yeah, but like, it was oh, actually, so well, that's, that's a very earnest movie joke where it's like oh, list yeah. of things and then ridiculous and then, things. Yep, absolutely. She's really upset. I mean, she's not playing it like a funny sad. Oh scene. no, well, she's no, she's like, selling it. Yeah. Well, and because like Ernest is like, well, can't you fix it? And she's like, oh sure, sure I'll I just, just tie this wires back together. And that then she great. breaks down into sobs yeah. again. And Bobby's like consoling her. Yeah. And Ernest cool. is doing this thing, by the way, where he's like occasionally he's going because the brain charge is just slowing down, running out. Well, Ernest is like, I can't go out there like this. I'm just me. Yeah, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Also, he's in a marching band uniform. He's got that really tall hat. Yeah. Because he's the drum major. Yeah, he's got the drum major He's got the baton. And you're like, oh, God, Ernest. Maybe it will be okay. Of course it won't. Oh, God. Oh, this is the worst. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. This is is a disaster. Yeah. Which is the halftime show band performance. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's pretty. It's, it's, It's gruesome. It goes... As badly as physically possible. Yes. Short of like every single member of the marching band getting explosive diarrhea while on the field, <laughs> that's the only thing that could have been worse yeah. than what actually well, happened. Well, short of everyone being killed. Well, murder somehow. is what I was yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, And he tries. That's the worst part. He really... Well, that's the thing is that Ernest tries so hard. It's like he's overcompensating though. That's the thing. He's trying he so hard. He puts too much pressure have... on himself. Exactly. He doesn't need to try that hard. I do want to say he's though, right. yeah, so this, this halftime show performance starts and Ernest is doing a fine job of yeah. conducting. Well, he's the, capable. He's such yes. a, you know what's dumb is like he, he goes back onto the field and they're starting the performance he goes up to Donald and he's like oh my god I actually can't do this you don't understand what the situation is and Donald's advice is remember what you told me watch me yeah I was like Donald um how is that in any way helpful I almost took it as like a little bit sarcastic yeah where it's like oh yeah remember your great advice for me watch me and it's like well well that advice was useless that's because like so this is another thing where, yeah. where like the way that this goes wrong is not quite Ernest's fault I don't fault. think it's his fault at all it is in the sense that the only direction he gave to the students was watch me that's right if he had guided them in any sort of You're, legitimate yep, way the downfall of smart Ernest is that he didn't prepare them properly except he, to like he, do everything I do yeah and exactly. they do they follow uh-huh. into the letter which is hilarious interesting political statement with everything going on like you know yeah. you can't function autonomously you yeah. have to have a strong leader without the strong leader you guys all fall to pieces almost literally I mean, they are, didn't at some point, don't they all fall down? More he climbs once. up onto the platform, right? And he starts it off. He's like, one, two, three, four. He t- so timidly, the way it's he fine. counts them off. Yeah, and it's fine. And it's fine. It's going fine. He's just like, he's like, oh, I can do this. But you kind of see the ego creeping again. Like, once yeah. he feels like he's got something, he's like, oh. And the you minute know? that happens is when his, his cape. And the universe is like, nope. Nope, Ernest, we can't let this happen. We want to keep you sweet. The universe talks to Ernest through some sort of paper towel, too. God's just like, nope. The problem is that Rodney has set up this fireworks display. Because that's something they put in the hands of 18-year-olds. Yeah. Rodney raises this flag. It catches onto Ernest's cape. 
no capes. That's yep. why. Uh, and the yeah. mode. It catches onto Ernest's cape and it lifts him up, right? So he's caught on this flag and like up in the air and flailing around. And the stupid marching band, they can't figure out that this isn't planned. But what were they supposed to do? Stop? I mean, the really? only guidance she gave them to... was watch me. They didn't know. He's a they genius. They just do Maybe everything. He's... Every which way he's tossed, they just go that way. Yeah. Because he's trying to get him, disentangle himself and waving his little he converse flails, covered feet yep. around. He's frantically flailing back and forth and they're just flailing along and you're like, oh God. I was pretty impressed they could continue to play as long as they did. I was impressed too by yeah. that, actually. And then he falls off the platform. And they all... Head first. Yeah. Head first. He into falls into Maisie's tuba. tuba. The look on her face as he was falling made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and forth between, this is pretty funny, and... Someone call the hospital. That man could be dead. Why are you all laughing? You know what the heartbreaking thing is? That, like, Mr. Proctor is in the stands with Axwell. Yeah. And Mr. Proctor set him up like, oh, wait till you see the marching band. Like, they've been yeah. doing a great job. And Axwell's like, I'm trembling with anticipation. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, he says, like, I'm on the edge of I'm my seat. I'm on the edge yeah. of my seat. And then now that this is all going on, the entire crowd is laughing hysterically as this happens. And you just get a shot of Mr. Proctor, like, looking so disappointed and, and miserable as... Axwell is laughing hysterically, and you're like, oh. Which I'm like, it's not that funny, guys. Like, a man could be it's dead. It's kind of funny. It's, but it's, it's, it's well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I kept going back and forth. Okay. I kept going back and forth. But yeah, then, but, but now his head is stuck in a tuba, and like he's on the ground doing this, like, curly from the Three Stooges yeah. things. He's, like, spinning around, and the band does it, too, and, like, continues. It does definitely affects their playing. Yeah, at that point, the Just whole a bit. system collapses. Yeah. Well, and, and then at that point, for some reason... Rodney still is like, oh, I'll set off the fireworks now. What is with you, Rodney? Yeah. yeah Rodney is maybe just a, oh, Maybe this will distract him. Maybe. It, well, and then people just start running for the hills because everything is catching fire. Yeah. Everything. Like, so, Bruce Arneson has to, like, dodge, like, a rocket. Yeah. This isn't Ernest's fault, but, no. like, now he's got his head stuck in the tuba. He has a head stuck in the tuba for the rest of the scene where the fireworks go off. It, like, sets the homecoming display Float, on yeah. fire. Yeah, which Rodney the, finds hysterical, by the way. I think the popcorn stand yeah. explodes with yeah. popcorn, like a Firework goes in there and popcorn explodes. I was concerned for Chip Hansen because, like, we see oh, like right. a rocket go towards it. Bruce Arnson. He dives out of the way. We cut away, and you cut back, and just the announcer booth is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, um, I hope you used your existo powers to. Uh... We see him later, and he's alive. Yeah, we do. But yes. like that yeah. was a little upsetting. And those fireworks are going into the stand, so people yeah. are like running and screaming. Like everyone is scattering. Would... Really, like no, a chaotic. It's, it's destroyed. At which point, I was like, destroyed. "Who's laughing now, jerks?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? And, you know, the fire department shows up immediately. They did. Immediately. Yeah, good job. Well, they, maybe they were like, hey, um, by the way, we have fireworks. That's possible. You know? But I was just like, it's a standby. How, about a, how about an ambulance for this poor no, guy? Nah. Walking Who off. cares? It's just Ernest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is unkillable. This is the saddest thing. Is This is like one of the saddest moments to me in any Ernest movie. Well, is that he's still on the floor with the tuba. They yeah. sort of left him there. He actually takes his head out of the tuba, mm-hmm. kind of looks around at the melee. You yeah. know what he sees? He sees the woman he likes getting yelled at by Principal Proctor. You can hear him saying, this is your fault. I never should have let you put Ernest in charge of this. And And Ernest puts his head back in the tuba. That is the worst. And then. That's the worst. And then we fade out. Yeah, that was a really. It's the saddest. He looks up. He sees her getting yelled at. And she kind of glances in his direction. He's like. And he's like, it's better in the tuba. It's better in the tuba. <laughs> Can that please be a, a hashtag? When life gets hard. Well, it, sounds life. Like, it sounds like a travel brochure. <laughs> Nothing can hurt me in the tuba. <laughs> That's what That's it is. Yeah. It's nothing can hurt me. He puts his head back in and he makes the saddest like whale noises like... 
he's crying in the tuba. Yeah. It's horrifying. That's one of the most poignant moments ever with Ernest and a and a love interest. You never really had that like those that, stakes. Like he's yeah, yeah. That he's very specific so stakes. disappointed her and he sees her disappointment. And she's suffering because of him. And I she's, mean, suffering. she's in trouble. Yeah, well, yeah and he got her in trouble. You know, the direction again, like his world that he's built up is falling apart mm. all around it. And it's such yeah. like a nice it's like you immediately know what's in his head. Yep. And then he has to go apologize to uh this that is the rough. hard part. Miss Flugel's in the classroom. He timidly comes in. He's normal Ernest again because the brain cellar is gone. No tie. No, no glasses. No, he's just earnest. He stands at a distance. She's, she's got her back to him. And, he's and kind she of will look at him. Yeah. You get the sense that she wants to, but she can't actually look at yeah. him. He's just saying like, I'm sorry about everything. I know I let everybody down. I'm sorry about everything. I'm sorry I'm me. And I just wrote, oh, damn it. <laughs> man. Jim Barney does this thing as earnest often, which is that like he'll turn away and then he'll look over his shoulder like sadly, but then like look back. It's the puppy dog thing. It's the puppy dog thing. Yeah. He's like, feel bad for me. And like, I do. He look, looks over his shoulder at her to see if she looked at him, but she didn't. But then as soon as he turns his head, then she looks. Yeah, it's, it's like, adorable. Oh, it's like this near miss, like, ah. Oh. Miss connections. Yeah. But she, I think she has no idea how to react to this. Yeah, I think like, that's fair. Because she's upset, but I don't think she's angry at him. She feels really let down, but she's yeah. also like, I, you're not quite who I thought you were, and I'm not sure how to process this. Yeah. There's a lot going that's on. Valid. Yeah, like... In this earnest direct-to-video movie. Yes, in this direct-to-video earnest escapade, there's yeah. a lot going on. I don't Ooh, think she escapade, really... I like that. That's a good yeah, word for right? earnest films also. I don't think she really knows. I don't think she's ready for this conversation. No, no, yeah. she's not. So then Ernest, you know, he's taken off. He's, he's definitely fired. He's saying, oh. he's saying goodbye to his mate. Yeah, he's like, well, yeah, I'm he definitely fired. And yeah, possibly wanted. For he, he, says, he says goodbye to all of his tools individually. Yep. Which got weird. I particularly enjoyed when he said, you coping saws seem to be taking this very well. <laughs> Most amazing line. That's it terrific. took me took me so long. I, like, I heard that, and then like two days later, I was like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> the coping saw is taking it well. No. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole scene, though, was when Maisie Donald and Rodney come in, uh-huh. and she says something. <laughs> As the, the needle-nose pliers. Yeah. I really blew it this time, didn't I, Mr. Needle-nose? Yes, you're a dead, Ernest. Paul, he's yeah. talking about needle-nose pliers. They come in behind him, and she says something as the pliers. I acted like a real jerk to everybody. Now you gotta study just like everybody else. And now I have to study like a... Wait a minute. That's not your voice. <laughs> Implying not only does the needle-nose plier have a distinct voice, but it's not that they're finally talking out loud to him, but that that's the wrong voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so There's strange. so much in that one little joke. It was amazing. But they're like, hey, you know, didn't think you would get off that easy, did you? You're not just going to give up now, are you? So at this point, they're like, Ernest, you still have to take the test like everybody else. And I'm just like, the test. The one test. Yeah. Um, that graduates you from high school. The big it's test. It's the big test. It was pretty nice, but they forgave him, though, and they were willing to help him. Yeah. I they feel like they also see where he's coming yeah. from. They're like, yeah. it is earnest. He's had it rough. Let's give him this one. So then there's the obligatory study montage. The things <laughs> that come out of Ernest's mouth, then, are so delightful. The, the wrong answers yeah. montage. Chalk. And the Klingons. No. Colonel Sanders. No. Abraham Lincoln. The penguin. This is hopeless. He says yogurt and cheese. Rod- right? Rodney goes, not no, dairy, dairy products, products Ernest. Ernest. And I was just I'm like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was like, yeah, this- <laughs> dairy products. <laughs> I love how, so how energetic we get about like callbacks. Like, such stupid earnest callbacks. <laughs> because you're like, I get the 
Joe. I understood that reference. Yep. Ernest and Dairy Products together again. Together again. But they study well into the night yeah. because Ernest basically falls asleep at his maintenance room desk. And he's saying like, like, oh, helium. Seward's folly. Seward's folly. It's just fast. Yeah. Also yeah. very strange. High school graduation they had, test. They crammed everything. They're just cramming facts into his brain. Like, how does that make him smart? It doesn't. It doesn't. It kind of underlines the ridiculousness of this whole situation. Yeah. Like, that that's what he has to do. This whole situation, by which you mean high school. The fact that he has to get a diploma to do so his high job. school. Yeah. And so high school. He wakes up and he's going to the big test. And Donald goes to him and actually says, hey, Ernest. Are you ready for the big test? He Rodney knows? gets super agitated during the test, I remember, because Because he's Ernest watching having... Ernest. Yeah, and he's like, oh, God, we studied all night. Yeah. And he's, he can't get the pencil well, so out. Of... Let's let's get to the test. God. So, um... <laughs> Which had the most disturbing moment in the whole movie. So, <laughs> so, so right before they get to the big test, Ernest and Donald are by Ernest's locker. Mm-hmm. Gerda comes out and is like, hey, great news. Like, Bobby fixed the machine. Let's get you charged up again. And Ernest, oh, yeah. to his credit, says... No, I think I have to I do, think this, I have to on do this on my own. own. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, good for him. Yeah, that was a nice Absolutely moment. good for him. I like that. Actually, he's like, you fixed it. And she goes, yes, it is. And I thought that was like <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> well, so speaking of uh, even more vaguely Germanic things, we cut to the big test. Ernest is using mm-hmm. metal shears to cut open his textbook. He can't get do they do the that? textbook open. Yeah. It's just this little like It's like, like a little tab. tab. Yeah. That, yeah. That but he's got like a rubber in. band. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand. Was it special? Ernest it's has Ernest. impossible luck yeah. and the universe is the, constantly it's like... It's just Ernest and physics don't get along. It's, yeah, that not, was really it's it. not that bad things happen to Ernest. It's that things that you can never even conceive of being <laughs> yeah. like a practical a possibility happen. Rodney watching this is like really frustrating because you could see he's just like, how? He was sympathetic like, embarrassment. That's happening? what I felt. Yeah. But he's like, I actually have to take this test too. Yeah. I yeah. can't be looking at her. I can't help you anymore. Yeah. And like, and then he gets his pencil out and the way he, I like the way, like the effort he's putting into writing. He's got his it's tongue very, out. He dabs the, the pencil on his tongue and then starts writing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. And then and, we meet the most terrifying. Oh God. Well, so my first note on this proctor, this is not principal proctor. This is the proctor of the big test. Right. We've never seen before. We've ever. never seen before. And I just wrote, this proctor is vaguely Germanic. Cut to later in the scene, uh, there's a fly flying around Ernest's head as he's uh-huh. trying to take the test, and he keeps, like, swatting it with the test paper and, like, swatting his own face. Uh-huh. It's getting to... elaborate. Yeah. This woman... It wants Ernest specifically. This woman yeah. proctoring the test comes over, and Ernest sees her legit dressed in, like, a Nazi uniform. She's got, she the, says, like, it's, like, very, like, like yep. the, the, the Heidi like a, hair up yep. in yep. the buns. She says, severe. is there a problem, Mr. Worrell? He looks up at her, and we just see her in a completely different costume that she was wearing two seconds ago. Yeah, Correct. He sees her as a Nazi. Correct. You're like... Oh, Lord. And then... Yeah. And, and then it happens. The I'm... most insane moment of this entire movie. This is the... I, I try not to rewind when I watch these movies. I did this scene. Because I was like, <laughs> I must have looked away or something. Yeah. I was... Something about this scene. I must scene have missed will, the part will, that will this sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's got to be nope. some context clue. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, the so, fly continues to fly around. It lands on Ernest's paper. The proctor comes around, puts her head next to Ernest's... God. And like some sort of alien from V, she just sticks her tongue out. Like it's like she's a frog. Yes. Grabs the fly with her tongue, chews it up, swallows it, burps, and walks away. And that's it. It's never addressed again. That's what freaks me out. Correct. And the look on Ernest's face is the most appropriate reaction. Like the look on his face is like, what? Yeah. 
was that? Yep. It just never yeah. addressed again. They never, he never, I mean, like, that would be the first thing I would say at the end of this test. <laughs> so did you notice our proctor is eating things? Yeah, I was just going to say, hey, the weirdest thing in the world yeah, just happened, I would tell Donald. everybody. Never, Did never. you see that happen? It's gone. If anyone were to not question that, it would be Ernest. Because he's seen, he, he's seen, even he's seen he was some, pretty disturbed. Seen, yeah. but he, but he, but he was, was like visibly okay. disturbed. He was visibly disturbed yeah. by yeah. that moment. It was really weird. It was That was like something out of, like, you know, Brazil. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, just it was hey, weird. What's going on here? <laughs> so and er- he's exhausted. He he has, like, it's like he's run a mile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ernest and Donald meet up, and Donald is very much like you know what? At least he, you did your best. Yeah. He's like whatever yeah. happens, I'm proud of you. And I was like, nice. good friend, good, good yeah, friend. Heck yeah. So now we come to the district football the finals, big game. which is not the, the big homecoming. Test. Which is not the homecoming game. The big test is not enough. The big game. The second big game. Yeah, the this is this is the Muskrats versus the undefeated Ironmen of Central High. Sure, which why not? I would totally be rooting for. Just gonna say. And that. Um, <laughs> so we see Principal Proctor and Axwell are at this game, they're and they're with a, another. Uh, they're with the chairperson, the chairperson of, of the school, school board. board. Who uh, I'm just gonna interject this because I have to. Uh, she's super hot. <laughs> she seems like a very very reasonable, nice lady. Yes. Which was extremely refreshing. This chairperson of the school board comes in and Principal Proctor's like, you know, we're going to win and and you'll see that the school is worth staying open. She's like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm open to it. And you're like, oh, thank God. She like she's seem, someone who's reasonable she's and clear-minded. <laughs> I, I do question the fact that apparently the entire future of the school depends on this football on a game, game. Winning a football game. Yeah. I mean, high school. Yeah. So Ernest and Rodney are um, sort of prepping behind the, Ernest this, the bleachers. Ernest is still in the marching band. Yeah. Which I still, don't understand either, but why not? Is he still drum major? Don't worry about it, guys. Okay, yeah. he's, it's fine. He's, he passed he's, the big test, he, so. He's got his little stick and he's got his hat on. He's on his uniform and Rodney's like, all right, good luck, Ernest. Ernest is like, great. He marches off proudly. Rodney tells Ernest, knock him dead, Ernest. And <laughs> Ernest turns and hits Rodney with this stick by accident, and, er- and Rodney falls into the storage locker. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> he, he but they, they very purposely show Rodney, like, sort of uh, twitching. twitching a little bit. I was like, oh, thank God. But I really was like, oh, God. Is Rodney- he didn't kill him. <laughs> so um, yeah. It actually turns out to be a good thing, because mm-hmm. that is how Rodney overhears Axwell talking Coach Decker into throwing the game so yes. that he, he, he can have chickens off all his school closed. And by the way, this coach is ridiculous. But to like the credit, actor is great. ridiculous. Axwell comes over to the coach and is like, hey, uh, how do you think you're going to do? And he's like, oh, we're going to knock him dead. We're going to whoop him. Ha ha. Like, it's <laughs> like this crazy thing. <laughs> it's like he's in a very different movie than the rest of the actors. That was a very accurate <laughs> yeah. recreation of it. And then Axwell's like, well... If you throw the game, then I'll make sure you're head coach at this new school. The school's going to close anyway. You might as well get something out of it. Right. Fair. I like that he takes the deal, but he's like, he's still like, he's still like we could have won, though. Sure. Yeah. And in his anger, he slams the door of the storage locker, unintentionally locking Rodney right, inside. Right, now Rodney's yeah. inside. And then we have to see the football team Frolicking. do horrible plays. <sighs> it's a massacre. They're it's slaughtered. Bad. Chip Hansen is the least encouraging announcer oh ever. God. He's just like, I've never seen such a massacre in all my years of commentary. It's like, you're but not helping. He's doing some school. really dark commentary yeah. on these poor kids. Yeah. And like, also a, a mascot of the muskrat, which is another tongue the twister. The muskrat. The muskrat. Somebody uh, in a muskrat mascot. costume. Uh, releases Rodney and Rodney runs over to tell uh, Donald, Maisie, and Ernest. Who are now like team, er- they're like, they're team Ernest. They're team Ernest. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he tells, rules. yeah, he updates uh, Donald, he tells Maisie, Donald, and, Maisie Ernest. and Ernest. Uh, and Ernest says, they can't do that. Well, Ernest says, It's the Battle of the Bulge, and it's up to us to hold the Greek hordes off the Pacific fleet. First of all, that's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. 
Second of all, <laughs> the Battle of the Bulge was a very major German offensive campaign oh, yeah. in World War II. Yep. Yeah, this is getting weird at this point. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I Googled You did it. this to me, Erin. I didn't realize how yeah, deep the rabbit hole it's, went. It's a movie. It gets worse. Yeah, no. It, okay, you know what I love is that they're like, oh no, who's going to stop them? And Ernest was like, we are obviously, yeah, like, well, of, of course. course. The janitor and three students. Of course, we're going to save the day. What's disturbing is that he says, I have got an idea I've been saving for just such an occasion. He already has this plan. Just in case they need to take over the football team and play for them. What's the plan involve, Aaron? Oh, God. The plan involves putting the entire football team to sleep with sleeping gas. So let me just say this. Drugging children. Not only are they drugging children, but they get Bobby and Gerda, oh, that's the right. two Germans, yep. oh, God. to go and put gas in the showers. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I was like, no. what are you talking about? This is so disquieting. I never thought and of the that. gas masks they have. They, they have, have gas, gas masks. I know. I didn't have to make that. Con- yeah. The gas masks. That's so right. So Gerda, really Bobby, and uh, Maisie, Maisie Donald, and, Don- and Rodney. Like half the marching band. They knock out the football team in the shower room. Well, what's weird is like, Gerda says they'll do it for truth, justice, and the Germanic American way. They do say yeah. that, yes. Yeah, so, so I guess they're trying to make it. It's, it's still like, weird. It's, they're they're American side. patriots, but it is weird. Meanwhile, Ernest and the rest, rest of the- It's like the other half of the marching band. The rest of the marching band. Because half of the marching band are going to take the football. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Ernest and the other half of the marching band are outside stalling with like a really long halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. Like they uh, do. Chip Hansen is like announcing all these weird distraction titles. Like like, funky muskrat. The horns in space. Is there a James Brown thing? Yep. The spiral of life. Yes. And the saber dance, which is essentially the muppophone where Ernest is taking like two um, drumsticks and like playing the kids' heads as they yeah. play. Uh-huh. A Again, thing. as I a parent, say, I would be concerned. Ernest is, but Ernest is doing great. He does great. Yeah. Once he doesn't psych himself out, he can do a good yeah. job. And Absolutely. he also, you know what? Once he has a purpose, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's stalling, mm-hmm. it's for the plan. And like now he's got to make this happen. Well, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, someone's relying on me. I've got to like, he, I yeah, can't let yeah, him down. Yeah. I got to do my thing. Yeah. So the marching band takes the place of the football team. Including Maisie, which I was delighted. There's a, there's a couple oh, yeah. of girls in there. And I was yeah. like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But then they run out and you hear Gerda say, I hope being quarterback doesn't go to Ernest's head. And immediately cuts Cut to... to- <laughs> Being quarterback going to Ernest's oh God. head. First of all, I have to say, I like Ernest has wearing a vintage football helmet. Yep. He's wearing he vintage football gear. He dug out his old football gear Aww. from his football days. And he's making a speech that is extremely similar to his smart Ernest speeches. Like The most the important thing is that a team have a leader. I'm that leader. Like it's the exact like, 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 oh, no. it's very close. But I liked that that scene was there because I was like, okay, this like confirms that like smart Ernest is not just a totally different Ernest. It's just Ernest on some weird ego trip. Yeah, it's not like the nutty professor type thing. It doesn't change You know, totally different person just takes over the, you know. No, it didn't change his personality. It just like made him like super gassed up in his head. Yeah. And yeah, that can get out of control if he's not immediately humbled. But of course, in this case, since he's earnest, he's immediately humbled. Yeah. He's like, I'm that leader. I'm the quarterback. And he stomps out there and he takes his place and he's just tackled. Well, he's, he's again taking Violently way tackled. too much of the responsibility. It's essentially mm-hmm. watch me all over again. Yeah. You need to be team earnest That's to be right. team earnest. Yeah. The earnest being tackled montage made me laugh because he's tackled like three times in a row from like alternating directions. I have to say from a a filmmaking perspective, the hammering earnest into the ground (laughs) is such a quality gag. I was like, 
this is incredibly well done. They're hammering him deeper and deeper yeah. into the ground. Literally, with literal hammers. Yeah, literal hammers. And then Chip Hansen is commentating like, this is horrible. I've never seen such a display of physical ineptitude. Up, yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Well, this is the part where uh, Greta and Bobby break out the new and improved subatomic brain accelerator. Oh, portable. The brain accelerator. Like, it's handheld. Out. Now it's like got like uh It's like a crush with like two magnets on the side. They put on the side of people's heads and they just run out. Oh God, like, Ernest and magnetism. And they, they present this to Ernest and they're like, here's the brand new subatomic brain accelerator. I know this might be against your morals, but I think they say something They want to save the school. It. So he's like, all right. And then he's like, he says, turn me into a master muskrat. Yeah. Master. Oh, wow. And then Greta says, okay, but Ernest, try not to be such, such a, a jerk, jerk this time. time. Yeah. And he, he kind of nods. I like that they're not like, they're not like saying, well, that wasn't you. Like, no, it was you. Don't do that again. Yeah. yeah. That was not cool. Cool. But what, does it just make them better football players? I think well, now, it, it feels very like matrixy in this part where yeah. it's like, all right, we're going to load you guys up with like football you know, knowledge. They know football. Ernest you know, becomes like super earnest. He does. Because he rips off his fo- his uniform. To reveal. And his football, like to reveal his superhero costume, which is his his vest and t-shirt. Which is really nice, actually, because even though he's using the, the smart machine yeah, again, now he's he is earnest. himself again. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, got to put that costume back on. And you know what on. I yeah. realized with this? I was like, okay, wait, because he still acts like normal Ernest. Does this mean that when he was smart Ernest, the clothes and the accent change, that, that, was that all an affectation? That Clark Kent. Oh, interesting. Like sub, even if it's subconsciously, yeah. like wondered, he's like, I'm smart now, so I speak like this and that's I walk how smart like people this. Are. That's what it seems like because when they do it to him again, he's like normal earnest. He's just better at whatever he's doing. It's also an improved machine. Yeah, it is. But I, I felt like the smart earnest accent was affected. Sure, I believe it. The clothes, I guess, would zapped onto him. But what I was going to say is the clothes almost feel like I would believe it if it was like a scared, stupid situation where like no one in the world of the movie actually sees the clothes. It's just for our benefit. There, as the it's audience. just for our benefit yeah. as the audience. Like, okay, now we have a very visual cue of like, of this is smart earnest. This is not yeah. a normal this is earnest. Internalization. Yeah. Of- I think, but. Yeah. No, I mean, no one else ever comments on his new outfits. That's right. No True. one ever goes like, "Why are you, why are you wearing glasses now?" Yeah. Did you? That's did right. You get, get an eye <laughs> yeah. But I love that he rips off the gear and then he just plays the rest of the game in the iconic Ernest outfit. Yeah. And that's, that's when what Chip you Hansen want. is like, except he's got Converse on. Yeah. Which is I noticed cool. that too. Yeah. And Chip Hansen is like, "What? They're bringing in Ernest as the quarterback?" Yeah, because he just recognized him. He yeah. Was like, Ernest has been there the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of people who've been there the whole time, so they start playing. They're doing. They're doing decently, and Ernest oh, yeah. is also like conducting the band while he's playing the game but even well, that's when i was like this is little giants so it's classical music playing as it's just such a 90s yeah, yeah. even even more than that i was like okay there's a bunch of insane things happening on the field is there a ref anywhere yeah, where was the right and where then is it? and then a ref shows up and i was like i literally have a, a note that is <laughs> wait and then all caps there is a ref and then 10 question marks <laughs> the plays they're doing are like the, they start like dancing with the other team like they grab them and start like ballroom dancing with them to the music yeah. Maisie flirts like, her way through one which was pretty great yeah, yeah she doesn't even take off the helmet it's the she old just Cupid sort of like play. hey there yeah Bruce Arnson is like oh the old Cupid play oh yeah, oh, yeah. like the classic the yeah. so, like, so I'm like wait a hold them all and well he says it like he's excited to see it again yeah. like I can't believe I'm witnessing they it broke it out from the classic playbook <laughs> And Ernest wears a Cupid costume and a tutu. For one shot. (laughs) One shot. I was like, he got a pink leotard for that moment. Maisie saw that and just played through. It was just like, you know what? I'm not acknowledging this. Because he shoots the guy with an arrow. Yeah. Yep. And, and then no throw, arrow. frolics away. Like, yeah. you know, like, it was a very strange choice. Uh, I have another note that's just, how do we win? Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. That's like the tiebreaker, right? Like, yeah. You get them I think all so, yeah. But then there's a great... 
point where I guess like the brain acceleration charge is going down. They run out for like the oh. last play, right? And yes. then Gerda's like, wait, Bobby, did you charge Ernest? And he yells, Nine and I laughed so hard yeah. at him screaming nine. <laughs> the way he says it. It is real anguish. This well, movie is so weird. Yeah, like really, can we keep this all in context of how bizarro this is? Oh, God. So Ernest starts like shorting out slash like porky pigging. I love it because he, he's going, he's this saying This is coming up to your favorite part. He's saying the numbers and then he goes, 37, 21, 39. Pie to the night, pie to the night, pie to the night, baby. I just like pie to the The idea of somebody running out of intelligence by going pie to the night, pie to the night is like like, very delightful to me. Leaking out of him almost. It's just shorting. At this point, I, I was a little worried about the toll on Ernest's brain. Did you see electrical charges Correctly. in it? And yeah. like, yeah. oh, Ernest. But then Ernest ends up on like a bass drum and this starts like Donkey okay. Kong. And again, yeah. I was like, where is the ref? Yeah, the, the ref has gone <laughs> no, home. No, this is what happens. It, the play starts, the ball gets like thrown into the air somehow. Or like somehow he catches the ball, even though the brain accelerators run out. It doesn't matter. He catches the ball. It's fine. So he starts running, right? He's starting, he's getting chased. And then Rodney says, here, Ernest, and rolls a drum, right, onto the field. Ernest says, oh, yeah, and jumps on it. (laughs) Like, this is the obvious thing that you would do. Uh, Of course. So he's now running on top of a drum. And the music that's playing is delightful to me. It's the same, like, bust up the Supremo Vac music. It's just like the wacky, the bookends. It's the music bookends. And he's running on top of the drum. And this is my favorite shot yep. in the entire movie. My favorite <laughs> shot in the entire movie is like Ernest. We is, need to post a photo of it. Ernest is running on top of this drum. Everyone in the stands is watching this happen. The football team in their underwear runs out onto the field and also watches this happen. Everyone's watching the last big play. Mm-hmm. The crowd is cheering. The other team is like jumping at him and he's like jumping up, dodging them. So like they go like under his feet as he jumps up. And he lands back on the drum and keeps running. So he's he's rolling this thing down the field. And he's just like, yeah, got it, got it, got it. Everyone's cheering. <laughs> and then you just cut to the stands abruptly to Axwell and like people cheering around him. And he just has the most dead-eyed stare. <laughs> the most dead-eyed expression it of really like is. completely like defeated, like I I cannot. What is happening? I cannot believe. My note what just is says, happening in front of my eyes. Axwell's expression is priceless. <laughs> yeah, it is priceless. The life has gone out. Yeah, of him. it's it, he's it, done. He's completed. He a thousand percent done. It's that great moment that sometimes comes unexpectedly in an earnest movie where somebody goes, "What's happening right now?" It's yeah. like Nash a little bit. It's a great shot. I guess the ref is just like, "Well, this is highly irregular." But well, I'll allow it. Well, Ernest scores. He like he, does he catches go- his own pass. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like he throws it right. Yeah, in slow motion. It's slow motion. Yeah, Everybody's watching it. It's a dramatic. Shot. Yeah, and then he runs <laughs> to the goal, catches it. Yeah, and football. scores. And then immediately gets tackled by everyone. And Chip Hansen's going nuts. By the way, the Muskrats win. The yeah. Muskrats win. Ernest's teammates pull all the other team yeah. off of Ernest, which is great. Really Ernest saves the day. Team. I'm really, I'm, I feel bad for them. Like they played an honest game of football, and then this insane man is running around <laughs> on a 
on, on, on they a would draw. Have beat them. And maybe that's why they took, they went out of their way to establish like they would have won either right. for the meddling. So yeah, so it didn't seem like a cheat balances cheat. out. Yeah. And then why Rodney not? tells the principal and chairperson of the school board about Axwell's plan. Uh-huh. Which, can I, I just say he crumbles, like, instantaneously? Oh, like, yeah. All you have against you is the word of this unreliable and erratic, emotionally <laughs> unstable 17 year My note on this is just, the school will stay open because they won a football game through dubious means. Yeah. Decker and Axwell get the axe. But I'm like, bummed. Yeah, Rodney tells the chairperson of the school board, like, well, these guys were cheating. And then she says, like, a school with this great football team can't possibly be closed. <sighs> Like, That's right, high school. Sure, why not? And I kind of thought this was the end of the movie, but then we actually get confirmation. There's like an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. it was. It is an epilogue. Yep. Ernest passed the test. The big test. Yep. He's talking to the kids, the Maisie and Rodney and Donald, and Donald's like, you passed. Unbelievable. And I was like, no, no, no. It's Thanks. not unbelievable, Donald. <laughs> you took umbrage with that statement. Yeah. No, I was just like, no, Do- no, Donald, let me explain something to you. Let me explain a thing to you. <laughs> this is Ernest Pete Worrell. Donald, there's some other movies maybe you should watch. <laughs> yeah. Let me send you the best of Ernest. He had it in him the whole time. Which he says. You guys were a big help. Thanks a lot. But you know, I think I had it in me all along. Heck yeah. Of course he did. He's got his job back. Mm -hmm. He's a high school graduate now. Oh, they say Friday you'll be a high school graduate. All right. The kids leave. and Because Miss Flugel comes in and it's like, oh, it's adult time. Excuse us. We're grown up. We'll leave you lovebirds here. (laughs) Yeah, Miss Flugel comes in. She's like, Ernest, you uh, did a great job. You were great. Does she say that? I don't she know. says, I'm so proud of you oh, for getting yeah! that diploma. This is a thing in the Ernest movies. Women are constantly telling Ernest, I'm so, I'm proud, so proud of you, Ernest. I'm proud of you, Ernest. Yeah. It's this weird. It, that's a weird, weird phrasing. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Emo- that's sort it's of distant thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a maternal yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the childlike nature of Ernest's accomplishments. Yeah, but that's when I'm dating. It's weird but, and I'm uncomfortable with it. It's just a thing that keeps happening. The other women that have said it to him have been like more ambiguously like, yeah. but like this is like straight, it's like no, directly romantic. They flirt again. It's and it's like so awkward. It's not, I. <laughs> Ernest doesn't know how to flirt at all. No. Like he made her this music box. Which right? I really love this gag. I will say that they're making all these coy faces at each other. Okay. They look really, really like they're having gastrointestinal they're distress. All- <laughs> it's really but they're Smiling. Yeah, like happy. Like they're really excited <laughs> about their, you know, stomach pain. I don't she's know. Just like, she's doing that giggle that she does like, oh, and he's They're doing smiling. like the, the embarrassed flirty the thing. Yeah. Sheepish, yeah. She tells him that she's proud of him and Ernest is like, oh, well, actually I have something for you. It's this music box that I made for you. Very sweet. And it's like, it it's like a, an oblong <laughs> kind of right. thing. Like the, the top doesn't quite fit right. And I was like, Ernest made that. Yeah. Uh, he opens up the music box. And I was like, what's it going to play? Is it going to play uh, Hail to the Muskrats? He opens up the music box uh, and it's just the sound of that crazy motor from his vacuum earlier. Yeah, from the, fir- the, the Supremo first vac. Earlier in the movie. And it's it just, bookends. It just is like. Listen. It's so loud. Yeah. Miss Flugel, like, recoils. She runs over to, like, another part of the room and, like, covers her ears. And you see you see her ye- screaming, but you can't hear her because it's so loud. Yeah. yeah. It's an epic That's how fail. bad it goes. And again, we get a call back to how do you solve this problem? Take Ernest, it apart. Ernest takes it apart. I felt bad that his, his music box was taken apart. And yeah. And his, his romantic gift. It's a funny gag, though. <laughs> he pulls out the motor and just starts chewing on it until it stops spits all of the pieces into his hand. I loved the way he chews on it because he chews on it until it stops making yeah. the sound. Oh, yeah. It's super he's deliberate. like, do I have it yet? Do I have it yet? Got it. Yeah, and he's pretty satisfied with it. And this little girl is satisfied. She's like, oh, great, it stopped. And then he like, says, 
Once again, the right, right tool, tool for the right, right job. job. Know what I mean. Ba, 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 da, ba. Is Ernest calling himself a tool? His mouth is. I would not want to date somebody who is incapable of stopping things without putting them in his mouth. <laughs> I'm just putting it. I think it depends on the, their other qualities. If there's qualities that compensate for their... Well, okay, just to keep it 100... Would I date this Ernest? This is a new segment that's been happening. <laughs> Would I date this Ernest? I, I've, I've talked about making like a flow chart that it's like how how Aaron's um, relatability to a specific film's Ernest. I might, yeah. depending on For example, other things. Uh, scared stupid Ernest, Aaron wanted marry. to marry, I believe. Marry. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Whereas uh, Ernest rides again, Ernest, Aaron just wants go to hang adventure. out with and go on fun adventures where yeah. they... Uh, wasn't there a movie we were talking about? Yes. Or I'm glad that he has a love interest, and I'm glad that she seems into him. Yeah. And I'm glad that she's into not brain accelerated Ernest. Correct. It gets a little fuzzy at times, but you can generally say the moral of the film is being yourself when you're earnest is the way to go. When you're earnest. Sure. Yeah. And smart doesn't necessarily mean good or better. Correct. And high school's That's terrible. Right. In high school. There's also terrible. that, yes. Yeah. But I like that. It says a lot about the things we've been already talking about. Oh, yeah. We've no, already this... been discussing explicitly, is Ernest smart? What is smart? And then this just like the blows it apart. Ernest in various genres, like this is Ernest in the high school movie. High and school it's, movie? It's, it's the perfect venue for that sort of rumination, I guess. Yep. And that's Ernest Goes to School, 1994. And boy, did he school that school. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They, they, won, they, they won the test. They won the test. <laughs> they won the test. I like this movie. I would say it's the absolute best of the post-Disney era. I had no concept of what this movie was or what to expect. My knowledge of the preceding and the subsequent Ernest films made me expect not great things, but I was pleasantly surprised by how much fun this movie is. This is a fun movie. Yeah, it's nonstop. You don't get yes. bored because there's too much crazy happening. Yeah. Correct. Good <laughs> performances. Amazing. Coke Sam's direction. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. Very solid. Actually. Yeah. Coke is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? What? How do we sum up this Ernest? In this, I was just like, he's just Ernest. Yeah. I don't even have a specific way to like distinguish him. Like, I don't know that we that learned anything new about That's exactly, Ernest. We I don't think really... we just sort of reinforce things that we kind of already suspected. We kind of more explore things that were yeah. already there. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Definitely. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Thank you for, for having me. 11. It was a learning experience. <laughs> Do you feel like you're going to like re- revisit any of the other Ernest titles now? Or is this like... Uh, I think I might, but I think I would only do it with Aaron's recommendations. Mm. Oh yeah, I would base it on that. I wouldn't just go that's, in blindly. No, that's that's a good that's a good way to go. Yeah. All right. After our next extra, the next time we see you, we will actually be delving into a delightful little oddity. Your world as I see it. Oh. Oh yeah. Interesting. And that's gonna be fun. I shudder with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr and Twitter. Please, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate and review on iTunes. It very much helps. See you next time, everybody. See you next time. Bye, Lord. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Viva the Lord.